0: Seventy-two pages. We'll never get back. Connor Listoka here, joined by Mike Nelson. This is the podcast where we read terrible books. Uh, well, books we think we're not going to like. They're not all terrible. This one was all right. Mike, what do you think?
1: Oh yeah, I'm on board.
0: <laughs> I'm in sad, the cozy verse now.
1: Sad to leave the cozy verse behind. I am sad. I I mean we. We have an inkling of what we might be doing next, so I'm still I'm excited right. for what comes next. But I'm sad to leave the cozyverse for sure.
0: Yeah, it's like when you're in a uh, a ski lodge or something, or a, you know the, the house you rent to go skiing, and you're like having a great time. You're sipping a hot drink. You're sort of wearing a cable knit sweater. There's a fire roaring, and someone's like, "Hey, like let's hit the slopes." And you're like, uh, <laughs> "I was actually pretty pretty comfortable here. Like let's yeah. just, let's stick here. Let's not wait into Ernest Klein and." Uh, you know
1: the rest of the tech war series let's let's stay here can't you see by the fact that i'm sitting in a yoga pose on a oxblood chair um <laughs> and my my legs are my arms are sort of crossed cozily over myself that i don't want to move come on
0: you've got uh, like a a chime in the background there's a little a little uh, box of sand that you can rake if you're feeling a little tense or something
1: right right and speaking of coziness mm-hmm uh who was the person who sent the uh, the lovely tea i received my gift of tea
0: oh no carrie k carrie with a k
1: okay thank you so much carrie i am looking at it right now this is a bigelow cozy chamomile mm-hmm. uh, i do not have i have not brewed up a cup i have never had chamomile tea in my life you might be at wow, least not, well, widi- <laughs> not not wittingly <laughs> I, interesting I, a, like that <laughs> I mean when would that type come of tea up? i don't uh but anyway i i looked on the box because i figured there would be you know, some cozy affirmations or, or what uh-huh. have you. And uh, so, I assume you have a mug of tea right now.
0: Uh, well, no, I do not. I have a polar. Okay, I've, I'm uh, not
1: walking the walk. I'm embarrassed to say. Do you have? Uh, are you eating yogurt off the back of a spoon? Come on, get cozy. Uh, yeah, man. sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll I'll drape myself in some sort of like a weighted blanket that I got an Instagram ad for.
1: There you go, cozy up. Because here's the story on the back of the. Uh, <laughs> The the Bigelow box. I can think of nothing cozier. I, I won't read the whole thing. It's it's actually a couple paragraphs. I'll okay. just, uh, wow. I'll paraphrase the cozy story. It is the Bigelow family uh, in 1955 moved their tea company from New York to Connecticut. Connecticut okay. All right. Where it was then destroyed by the Norwalk River. <laughs> With uh, uh, water moving 50 miles an hour at 35 feet high and absolutely destroyed their business. Oh, my
0: God. Grandma was lost, carried down river.
1: So the Bigelow families, Ruth, who was in her 60s, and David in his late 70s. Wait, wait, wait. Ruth Bigelow? Ruth Bigelow. Male gigolo? Ma- Ma- I- wow. And then uh, so they, cu- they surveyed the devastation are you feeling cozier? Yeah. How big is this box? It's, the it print is very small. <laughs> I always love to read the stories of, you know, when you go to a, a chain restaurant yeah, and it's our like story, the, the story of our salt, yeah. you know,
0: like, John I, I Fuddrucker really... had a vision. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> That's precisely what I was thinking of. Um, so then, uh, with the help of their creditors, who extended them whatever they needed, the Bigelow's were back in business in a few months. <laughs> you rarely see creditors. You rarely a... <laughs> see. I did not expect yeah. creditors to be thanked on the side of a cozy box of tea. <laughs> so, Ruth Bigelow anyway, turned
0: the uh, creditors' table over and cast them out of the. <laughs> That's right.
1: Wow. Uh, anyway, I hope you I hope that cozies everyone up.
0: That's incredible. That's destruction the destruction uh... of
1: a factory and creditors' extending.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stick with the sleepy time uh, bear. He's uh, yes. man. Talk about an aesthetic. The uh, wow. Bigelow Tea has been a shockingly prominent advertiser during uh, Nationals radio broadcast this year. Really, the announcer uh, those one... creditors are coming through. <laughs> the announcer has uh, claims that he always has his mug of Bigelow tea, I guess, for his voice, and their 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 uh, slogan appears to be "Tea Proudly," which I cannot get behind.
1: Mm, yeah,
0: I'm going to have to say no to that. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, Connecticut. I I wouldn't say a necessarily a cozy state, but I think you know, cozier than New York. Um, you got to say it's got. Um, it's got sort of that, that sweater vibe, but it's sort of a harsh state, I would say, you know, highways and, and insurance companies. And even though, yeah,
1: I mean, it's cozy as hell till that 35 wall, of, <laughs> wall of water destroys your business. <laughs> Not so cozy that.
0: Yeah. It carried away their, uh, land's end slippers and everything. Like they had to re-cozy
1: from the bot from the ground up. David and Ruth were up for it though.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's uh that's a, a, a gift an unexpected gift in the terms of a, a corporate lore.
1: Yeah. So thank you again, Carrie, for the story and the tea.
0: That's a potential. Uh, you know, if you could you could license those rights, that might be their own series of of, of cozy mysteries. They, you know, rebuilding after the flood. Uh, David and Ruth.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, a hallmark. Is there a hallmark in there? I don't think you'd start. You wouldn't show the flood. It would be after the. It would yeah, be the rebuilding, and then a young couple would come to help them. Uh, oh, sure, re- rebuild the tea business. David and,
0: make uh, eyes, makes eyes at the young lady, and Ruth is scoping out the, uh, <laughs> the guy as he takes his shirt <laughs> off to do some masonry or something.
1: <laughs> oh, you watch a different Hallmark channel than I do, but
0: yeah, everyone's branded content is big these days, right? Like you'll be reading a magazine and you'll see a, something that looks like a story, but it, it turns out there's a you know the three point font saying it's an ad. Like it's a yeah, uh, Bigelow Tea yeah. could be commissioning a whole series of these things. We're yeah. coming for you, sleepy time bear.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, what are we doing this episode? Uh, oh, this man. Right. <laughs> There's a reason we're talking <laughs> about all this coziness. Right.
0: And it's because we're reading. We're finishing where we finished The Quilters Push Back Miranda Hathaway Adventure Number 7 by Mary Devlin Lynch and Debbie Devlin Zook with Beth Devlin Coon, And it's been a, uh, a mystery... Kind of. <laughs> a, yeah, kind of. Uh, very much kind of. And uh, that bears out in these in these final 50 pages. But a, a, a guild of quilters led by the titular Miranda, Hath- Miranda Hathaway has been pushing back on the menace of drugs that has infiltrated their tiny town of Cutler, Pennsylvania.
1: And uh, what they've done so far is they've made posters. Oh, yeah. And I believe they are... Uh, are they knitting pillow? How, what do you call when you make a pillow? Are you quilting a
0: pillow? <laughs> That's a good question. And evidently, people are are livid with our uh, with our. I don't know, maybe just mine, but uh, saying that you knit a quilt or you you quilt a tapestry oh. or you crochet a, a macrame, you know, people well. are just it's nails on chalkboard for some people.
1: It's going to drive them crazy when we get to Gabe and the long arm, because I, <laughs> who, I, don't, I don't have any idea what's going on right. there. Speaking so, of the guy uh, not taking his up. shirt
0: off to work that long arm, that's it's <laughs> like that old, uh, I think it was a Dr. Pepper commercial, I think, where the, the women gathered to watch that guy. Um, oh, was he knitting? Uh, no, no. he was like He was like a construction guy, like getting a Dr. Pepper on his break or something. Oh okay. Oh. All right. But yeah, so there's uh they've made posters, they've they've worked the long arm and uh they've done they've led some chants at a, at local meetings and like sort of last we heard um they were that, that was that was where things left the, the drug dealers were spooked and our our quilting guild had been uh sort of given uh martial law powers by the local police chief to go and, and stake out these suspicious locations for drug deals.
1: Yeah, nothing on paper. I mean, keep it off the books. But for <laughs> sure, he said, go out there and, and, and bust some heads. <laughs> and this is not the only off-the-books
0: arrangement he's running. He's, he's, he's contracted with uh, parolee Max Ryan Sr. Uh, Jr. How, Junior. how embarrassing. To, uh, to also do some underground stings uh, that, that the citizens are not allowed to know about. And on top of all that, there's a wedding being planned for Valentine's Day, which is in a matter of days.
1: Yes. The, the second wedding of the book,
0: yes, of course. Um, yeah. the uh, The first wedding was uh, Miranda's daughter. these These next wedding is her and her her fiance Gabe. Yes. So, um, I, I think that's a, that's caught up. It makes it seem like we've been reading like a uh, you know Brandon Sanderson fantasy novel or something. But this has uh, really only been a hundred pages and probably thirty thousand <laughs> words, <laughs> if that.
1: And uh, update on the character count. Uh, it's very difficult to uh, keep it up to date because of the confusing way she doles out the names. Okay. Sometimes with just the name, with no mention of who they are, what the relationship (laughs) is, and then later uh, the name and the last name. Okay. And so then you have to assume, okay, I guess that's supposed to be that person. Okay, yeah. Uh, But what do you – what's your guess at the number of characters? And I'm going to include – um what's his name's uh Ma- you just mentioned a max ryan jr's mm-hmm. uh also known as so that, oh, I'm okay just, <laughs> i'm just kind of <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to throw that in the ring because i just had to mark it down so we'll we'll subtract one
0: but uh, i well i forget where we were last time i think after the first 50 pages we were at nearly a character per page around 50 and then i think it slightly tapered off so there might have been like 80 some by the end i'll say we got 120 characters
1: Oh, it's only 97. Ah.
0: Oh. Well, yeah. I guess it was front
1: loaded. Yeah, and then like I said, the the it took a lot of sleuthing to figure out suddenly, you know, like Sammy and Gloria are mentioned with the last name and it's like, <laughs> ah, okay, that's that's the previously mentioned whatever. So,
2: yeah, and
0: then there there are there are some good surprises, there are there are places where you are it doesn't matter, like if they're new or not, because you know they're new to you because they get mentioned once on page three as like you know uh, a guy they met in Jamaica or something, and then all of a sudden he's at their wedding and they're acting like you know you've you know you've you've been spending the entire book with him so it is sort of a thankfully we have the ability to search in the in the dock because there's some some great surprises at the end with people who are just mentioned as if they're an old friend and it is literally the first time they've been mentioned in the book
1: that was uh, an absolute delight to me i was uh, wiping a tear of joy from my eyes when there were those paragraphs where people just get mentioned again like i have no idea who this is but i, I will search the files uh i also a, a thing that absolutely delighted and confused me was uh non-attributed dialogue makes a real strong uh showing in mm-hmm. this uh, reading yeah where it's like wait who's saying that <laughs> two characters are described and then dialogue just starts with no attribution and when you get to the end you're like oh i had it reversed <laughs> yes
0: exactly this changes everything <laughs> yes
1: uh all right well chapter 22 a delightful book yeah let's get started
0: uh this is uh we're, we're about to to head out on some recon and uh to me the big reveal here was that like gabe's been stealing from the fbi
1: he says His equipment, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's, he's accumulated a certain amount of equipment, including a night vision camera um, over, over his years. And I guess, uh, you know, it's sort of everyone's duty to do some light office theft, you know, whether it's a pen or post-it notes or something. But this seems like more of a, some serious <laughs> business here.
1: Uh, I love the way that that was introduced, uh, where she says, The good news was that in Gabe's work... I was like, "Well, you're telling the story, but hey, thanks for the good news." Sure,
0: yes, and I guess it says it's a private investigator. So, I guess maybe he, but like, whatever. This is the first we're hearing about his work as a private investigator. We've just been heard he's an ex FBI agent.
1: Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I I don't know whether that was before FBI, mm-hmm. in the middle, sure. on the side, <laughs> weekends. I don't know. But uh, we get pretty quickly to a Sonic challenge. If you're ready, are yeah, you up boy. for it? Yep, let's do it. Okay, this is Harry. You know who Harry is.
0: Harry is the cat, yes. He's yes. A, he's a major presence all of a sudden here.
1: Ears back, eyes narrowed. Harry was spewing what passes as full cat sentences. Weow, meow, greeow, neow," okay. and the like. So, weow, weow, hu- meow, greeow,
0: neow." I've got, yep. I've, and his, his ears are back and his eyes are narrowed, so he seems kind of pissed,
1: right? He's spewing, okay. so yes. All right, ready? Yes.
0: Meow 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 Oh my god. Meow meow meow
1: meow Oh, put that on a loop and yes, you can drive people from a comp every time
0: like I so. call you, yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, It's town. it's it, we're we're led to believe that Harry is you know he's communicating something which I believe you know I think is as we discussed in the preview episode is a almost uh, requirement of the cozy mysteries is the the animal who helps you solve these things. Mm-hmm, yes. Um and and so I think when she says, uh, still stroking him gently on his back, Gabe carried him into the living room and put him on his recliner. And then it switches to italics out of the blue. Yes, Harry has his own recliner. Don't judge.
1: Hmm. <laughs> so I, that meta commentary made me wonder which sister is pulling off. You know, this this is next level stuff.
0: Oh, like who's judging you mean? Oh, 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 yeah, oh like, no! Like which which sister writing the book?
1: Yeah, which sister writing the book is kind of like I'm going to take this to some weird places. I'm going to shatter the fourth wall and uh, tell my readers not to judge me. Yeah, I mean
0: a, it could be a shout a out, out to the one. haters, like someone someone mm-hmm. was you know laying down some one star reviews for books one through six, maybe. Right. But like right. yeah, so th- these these cozy mystery solvers always have their own cat who's, you know, helping them solve murders and stuff. So, you know, reward it with a its own recliner at the bare minimum if they're if they're, you know, bringing bringing killers to justice. Harry doesn't do anything though.
2: <laughs> he,
0: he did uh like I think he alerted them to the fact that the answering machine had a message later in the book.
1: Oh really?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he like
1: walked over there. Oh or something. wait, no, sorry, I take it back. He found a baby. Okay. What am I oh, true, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then a baby that was later adopted by the woman whose brother had died of cancer, and the former police chief had died of a heart attack because he snuck out for too many burgers.
1: Right. Right. The police chief Jimmy, who, who's a big role in here, but is not Jim, James, or another Jimmy. Right. I no. believe there are four at
0: this point. So, <laughs> uh, so she. Uh, uh, says um I guess they, they, they pet the cat and uh then that's when they head out to the uh surveillance mission, right? Yes. Um and the surveillance mission is at the seedy looking bar named Bruno's. They provide some colorful detail that like one of the lights in the neon sign is out so it says like B R Nose or something. Um so you could tell how seedy it is. The guy doesn't even care enough to fix his own sign, so um logically you jump to drug dealing. <laughs> yes yeah of course and they're uh they they keep dropping this information and uh i can't you know i can't decide if i'm thankful or relieved they don't elaborate when they say we sat there for half an hour before a suspicious looking guy came out <laughs> dressed in all mm-hmm. black and wearing a baseball cap uh, he lit up a cigarette and lounged against the outside wall of the bar so it, you know it says suspicious looking you you, you want to sort of judge them for judging the guy but He's dressed like a silent movie, you know, robber type of guy.
1: Yeah, he has uh, horizontal stripes on his. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's wearing a mask, yep. just like a Lone Ranger mask.
0: Right. Yeah. He's the. Uh, he's got a, just a sign that says "drugs here." <laughs> yes. Um, and they, they 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 take pictures of him. Gabe take pictures of him through the car window as he as he makes a extremely obvious drug deal to a woman who's you know sticks the drugs into her bra.
1: Yeah, this seems very, well, Jimmy says it, like, this is small-time stuff. (laughs) (laughs) We got to catch the big fish. But she, this puzzled me, she calls Jimmy by, uh, so they're in their car, right? They're taking photos Mm -hmm. with his night of vision goggles or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I speed dialed the number Jimmy had given us. Oh wow. What is what is speed dialing <laughs> with a with the cell phone? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. I, I mean I, you I pressed Jimmy's name. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a I, good
0: point. I mean she could have a uh you know, the, the, the ancient car phone from the nineties still there in Cutler, I don't know.
1: Yeah, with the little coiled thing goes into the trunk. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so.
0: Um, but it is it is very. I mean, it's small time because it is. It's sort of like in in Roadhouse, right? That's the. There's a guy dealing drugs behind the bar. I feel like he was. You know, the women were tucketed into their bra there too.
1: Yeah, I think that that's what she had in mind. I think they're big Roadhouse fans. <laughs> yes. You're just supposed to picture that.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, Jimmy essentially says, "Like nothing we can do." Like yeah. well, he get, he gets there too late. He says, uh, "You know, there's, you know, they'll they'll be gone by the time we do anything." And Gabe is, I guess, he says, "By the time you you show us the photos, like we we need more proof than they're able to provide." So it's like, well, why did we come here? Like, what was the? <laughs> you just show up and instantly say, like, you know, nothing we can do. Um, it, 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 we sort of risked our lives to be here.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, she should be, uh, you know, speed dialing the quilters and saying. Jimmy was just patronizing us. Uh, let's stop, uh, Brittany. You can stop scheduling us right. for our shifts. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, burn these posters. You know, we're all buying guns. Like we're we're taking the law into our own hands. Uh, but yeah, so she she sort of disappointed in that. She also was sort of disappointed that like Gabe didn't leap out and make a citizens arrest. Which you know, in terms of like movie things that you never actually encounter in real life, citizens arrests have to be pretty high up there.
1: Uh. Have you ever seen one or known anyone <laughs> that that did them?
0: No, I mean, but, you know, it seems like if that was an actual thing, you'd probably, uh, you know, in, in this age of, um, you know, YouTube and everyone having a camera, you'd probably have a, uh, the citizens arrest channel like I'm going out today to make another one.
1: It seems like if you tried that on someone, it would be about as effective as that guy who yelled about uh, how he called the the real police and the cyber police. <laughs> yes, it would have, right. It would be taken that seriously.
0: Yeah, there's a guy who you know uh, he he laminated his passport, so now the the law doesn't apply to him, and he also has the uh, you know the flag of uh, you know a, a micronation flying above his house, so he does. Yeah. He's, he's a sovereign citizen.
1: Uh, I have another Sonic challenge. Yeah, oh, boy. So uh, Miranda's sad because she can't stop thinking about Jenny, Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, Gabe gives her a hug, but then Harry uh, cozies up to her right next to her mug of chamomile. Cats are not fast processors. Then he raised his right paw and placed it gently on my cheek. This is a rare sign of affection, period, (laughs) hard stop, new quotes, yow.
0: <laughs> okay. So this is not ears back. This is not eyes narrowed. This is a
1: This is a rare sign of affection. Yeah. Yow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. I don't
2: know.
1: I don't know which is worse. <laughs> your your eyes narrowed and your ears back or the affectionate yow.
0: <laughs> and she says I almost choked up at that, uh at that rare sign of affection. So the uh and Must the the uh the, what provoked that was uh harry made a string of in irritating cat noises which she endured but then she says softly i hear you harry but our kids are dying <laughs> and so that's that's what that's what provoked the cat to uh, to really uh, signify that affection it's a lot to
1: put on a cat
0: it is <laughs> the cat is like i i I'm about to barf up a dead mouse. I, yeah. I just giving you a heads up. That's why.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I got a lot in my mind as well. So uh, you know. I did
0: uh, step out of my litter box a mere seconds ago, and now I am touching your cheek. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I sort of rubbed my paws on the carpet as I, but you know, I can not get everything <laughs> not off. Let's be clear. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm an older cat.
0: The, the the litter is baked into my paw pads. Uh, <laughs> Oh God' <laughs> speaking from experience here
1: um,
0: well, is that it for chapter twenty
1: two yep chapter twenty three
0: all right chapter twenty three uh Diane and, meets, uh meets Miranda at the tavern um uh, no I'm sorry not the, not not the tavern. The tavern is Lizzie, who has a thing for Gabe and is not invited to the wedding. Diane runs i guess the diner or maybe just called diane's
1: uh no Sylvia. Sorry. Is the diner? sorry,
0: I'm sorry. Yes, Diane is the friend. Sylvia runs the diner. Yes. And, and Sylvia has been giving a Diane a hard time for years, sort of teasing, but sometimes a little over the line. And so this is a, uh, the interaction we get here is, is, is baffling. Uh, when, when Sylvia saw the notebook, she went slightly pale. Are you uh, taking notes for the health inspector? Without missing a beat, Diane looked at her and said, should I be? So there's like, you know, Diane is, I mean, Sylvia is terrified and Diane is just laying it on thick, uh,
1: you know, even though they're there to research the drug dealers. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, Sylvia clearly does have something to hide. Yes, absolutely. This is not a sanitary uh, organization here.
0: Yeah, she's got expired meatloaf. They've got uh, maybe some, some, some people who you're working in the back who, who, you know, aren't documented or something they're not paying taxes on.
1: A uh, uh, pork and sauerkraut frozen over from the last year is just being reserved.
0: Yeah, she's, or she's she's serving barbecue like at the wrong time of year, and she's very. Right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, th- this brings me up to a to a question that uh, a Patreon uh, listener um, asked, which is: Are is Miranda and I guess well, Diane by association are they Karen's?
1: Um
0: like the oh. your typical like I want to speak to the manager um just sort of like self-absorbed um type of type of ladies. I it hadn't really occurred uh, to me, but I think there's, you know, there's some aspects there.
1: They don't seem sort of brittle enough yeah, for that. Right? They're always they're always chuckling over it. They're doing it with a chuckle. I guess so, but
0: you know, that's, you know, you can you can be uh you can say like Hey, hey, I'm just giving you a hard time after you're like, you ugly son of a bitch. Like, you know, you're like, hey, I'm just He's like, well, you still said it. You still did it. You still said, yeah. uh, should I call the health inspector? And uh, uh, remember she, uh, uh, Miranda to, uh, to the owner of the tavern was like, I would invite you, but I'm sure you'll be busy.
1: Oh, there! Yeah, there was that. Yeah, she's got a she's got a little steely edge yeah. now that you mention it.
0: Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, I just uh, I, I said we would discuss it, so I, I, I don't. I, it didn't occur to me. Um, I think that their their hearts are in the right place, but sometimes I think they just do maybe just uh, I don't know.
1: Well, I think you know. Obviously, they're they're sassy, mm-hmm. dare I say, saucy. But I don't know. Yeah. If they go all the way to. Uh, to Karen yeah I don't I leave that for the listener to decide
0: yeah I think I think that the Karen usually has to be a little more like driving a bit of a nicer car type of thing I th- I feel this this that Miranda's well enough off with Gabe's FBI pension and stuff but I, I don't think they're that sort of more suburban mcmansion kind of Karen
1: yeah right mm-hmm. um hey this is this is nice to finally get this Right when they, when they sit down, uh, I think this is Diane. Then, having determined that the old parking lot behind the school was the primary spot for drug transactions, <laughs> I went to Eve. You remember Eve Grant? She became principal about two years ago when Joe Herman retired. <laughs> it had just been a while, so it, it did my heart good to uh, yeah. just dole out some character names.
0: It really is just the experience of a of a of my my grandmother just you know describing. Um, you know, the the relatives you don't see that you're um you remember I, her. I don't really. And I <laughs> please talk about people that are like at least in the same state as us if we're gonna talk about people that we've never met. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so they've pinpointed the primary uh, spot for drug transactions. And uh, so Diane has, of course, um, alerted Jimmy, who's uh, got it staked out with cops. (laughs) No, she's assigning rookie teachers to sit at a desk in a dead end corridor and watch the back lot for an unpaid, I assume, hour after school.
1: I found that. It took me a second to see what was going on there. Like, she put a desk in the corner that was in a disused corner of the school and sat teachers at it. Yeah. But I so it has a view of the primary spot for drug dealing.
0: Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I my the hallways in my schools. I don't recall having like large picture windows or anything that you could observe drug dealing out of. And I don't know. This is, this has one way glass or something. You'd think that. The drug dealers who, you know, since they're wearing masks and horizontal shirts, they're probably also, you know, looking over their shoulder furtively every now and then to uh, to scope the scene. But uh, they didn't notice these teachers at a desk.
1: Also, Kotler, how far, you know, we're still speed dialing yep. uh, in, in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um no cameras at yeah. school? Motion detection. Uh, yeah, you, uh, I feel like those are pretty, you know, you hear about
0: schools with metal detectors and stuff. So you'd think that yeah. like, some, some cameras outside would be easy enough to install.
1: Well, I suppose that when you build an interstate near a school, you probably have to go and install the cameras. But until that point, I think you're safe.
0: Yes, it sort of is part of the five-year plan, I think, for all interstate installing. Um, right, you, you, right. you undo the evils that you've done um, over time. You say these first couple years are going to be rough this interstate's mm-hmm. going to bring a lot of bad elements and crime and pollution but we will you know we will phase them out slowly so just
1: bear with us and we understand once the uh, perpetrators get back on the freeway, there's nothing the police can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trade-off we're willing to make.
0: Yes, although in this case, it seems like, you know, the uh, the, the interstate barrier is not what's stopping Jimmy and the Cutler Police Department. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, we got to say this seemingly innocuous exchange here, uh, which uh, becomes a bit clearer later. Um, I think that Diane says, did you know that Adam McCutcheon, McClutchin is teaching at the high school now. That name doesn't ring a bell. Should I know him? Lucy's Adam, the redheaded boyfriend. Duh. <laughs> Oh, wait, Mm -hmm. yes, she did tell me he was hired for the semester. Lucy was going to have him take some posters out to the mall. I forgot he's not working at the furniture
1: store anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's the one. We got the bio on him. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get some experience as a manager or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, Remember there was just a full-stop, two-paragraph description of this off-camera character.
0: Yeah, and someone had gone there and seen him. Uh, They had been to Jamaica together. They're both a redhead. Um and so they- yeah,
1: Gabe Gabe um figured he was the manager of the furniture. Store, oh right. right, yes.
0: He gave off <laughs> that air.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And so I went back and looked at this after the book cuz you know, we're going to get ahead of this, but Adam has is up to no good, but uh they had this passage from Lucy when she described their trip to Jamaica um from, you know, an early chapter. He's everything I ever dreamed a man could be. Just so down to earth, kind, considerate, funny. She paused for breath. My parents love him. And he's spending time with Jeff too. I think he's a good influence on him. So uh, looking back, a little protesting too much, but um, we'll, we'll get to Adam and his uh, his downfall later. My takeaway is <laughs> who the hell is Jeff? Yes, exactly. Jeff is, uh, I don't know, maybe he was in league with uh, Max Ryan Jr. or something.
1: Oh, I guess it could be. (laughs) Um,
0: But so uh, Diane has the other teachers, I hope you're sitting down, putting up some posters. Yep. And we finally get a good look at these posters that have been just sort of spoken about uh, in, you know, uh, odd tones for for pages and pages. We've been putting up hundreds of them all around town. And uh, they, they did us the favor of actually including them in the book. And they are spectacular. So good. We get uh, one that says, Smile, you're on camera. And then there is a uh, clip art camera that is, you know, sort of uh, disproportioned. They didn't use the uh, constrained proportions tool when they pasted it in, so it looks all sort of uh, flat and uh, and stretched. And then we get one that says, Don't even think about it. We're watching with a clip art syringe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found so, the exact syringe. I searched for free clip art syringe and found a page. Oh, wow. I scrolled down like, you know, a, a couple dozen. Found one. It has five demarcation lines. The liquid is up to the fourth line. Um, not sure exactly what they're talking about because this is not an X bar uh, or anything like that. It's not a packet. It's an actual, you know, heroin syringe, which I don't think they've they've gone that far in Cutler
1: yet. Yet. it's It's been pills and, and X bars.
0: Yeah, but... Um, but, you know, maybe maybe uh, free Clipart X-bars weren't available. They still had, you know, the uh, um, you know Clipart.com watermark on them. So they might have had to
1: go with their second choice. That's true. Um, so the camera, to be clear, because we talked about that, would be the teacher sitting at the table right, or at the desk taking a photo, right? That's a good
0: point, yes. Um, or, you know, Gabe's night vision camera through the window.
1: Right. Okay. So and it's I, not it's not cameras mounted on the school. Just to be clear,
0: right? The teacher like finishes their their hour long unpaid overtime shift. Um, they get up from their desk. They're they're calling their husband to say they're sorry to miss their child's uh, you know basketball game or something. And then they see this smile. You're on camera. Like what the hell? Like what was I even here for? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: these, so the, that's
1: that's it. That's all I got.
0: Yeah. The, the posters. I tried to find them. The uh, the Vermont Liquor Commission. Uh, has these posters up that like at some point in time, I realized were like official posters, but they have like uh you know, selling, they say like selling beer underage, go to jail. And then they have a clip art policeman. They have like, um uh, you know, a clip art beer type of thing. They, they they're in bars. They're in uh, grocery stores. And I, I, I really tried to track them down. If anyone's in Vermont, it can snap a pic. Um, they, they look, you know, we, we laugh at these posters cause they're terrible. And the, the official ones in the state of Vermont are, are no better.
1: Any uh, any bead on when they were created? Is I mean, there anything about the?
0: Yeah, they I, I they they didn't have a, a date on them, but if they were made in the past decade, I'd be shocked. They're they're definitely like Microsoft publisher. Okay. <laughs> and then Diane says you know those uh, or uh, Miranda says those are great, and Diane says art departments. It's like well, <laughs> fire these people immediately. They've lied on the resume. They have no training whatsoever.
1: They t- they took a piece of clip art. <laughs> uh yeah so she's talking about the school art department right? yes
0: yes which
1: um, okay yeah. well maybe it was a junior high class or i suppose it. yeah yeah
0: well we move on to chapter 24 hmm? the uh the, this is a, i think a quilt quilters guild meeting
1: yes mm-hmm. i think is this the chapter with there might be some hardcore quilting here I'm not sure.
0: Uh, I think they get into that later after. Okay, that's stuff, later. But they yeah, do fill yeah. us in on what their plan is. They're going to continue their anti-drug battle by making quilts that say hope and believe. And I think they're going to auction these off to raise money for you know the anti-drug efforts or something like that. Right. I think they're deep in the hole from the hundreds of posters they, they printed. Oh, no, I guess he gave them to him free. That was his contribution. Anyway, I'm not sure how much demand there is for a uh, a, ho- a hope or believe uh, quilted pillow, but like I don't know, Cutler seems like a pretty basic town, so
1: Yeah, and, and since there's not that many people and it seems like quilters are thirty percent of the city, you'd think it would be like, you know, trying to give someone a box of zucchini at the end of the <laughs> growing season. <laughs> right, <or something>. yes. <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of quilted pillows that say hope and believe on them. <laughs> right. <yes.
2: laughs>
0: yeah, it's a very uh it's a very live love laugh kind of town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so we get filled in on the third uh, um, observation of drug dealers. So everyone went out. Everyone immediately found drug deals being perpetrated. So it sort of seems like the the, the police department is just actively not looking for the drug dealers. Because it's like, uh, um, you know, it'd be like walking through a casino and finding slot machines at this point in time. Like, it's not difficult. You just turn your head.
1: Right, right. Because anyone can find it at any time. But... <laughs> Imagine uh, the—so as you said, this is the third, and uh, is this the twins?
0: Yes, Harriet and Sarah.
1: So they observe a drug deal, and they also call Jimmy Mm -hmm. right away. Yes. Imagine how that phone call went. (laughs) Jimmy, like, for the love of God, this is the third phone call within as many minutes. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah, he's either just, like, incredibly irritated or he's, like, faking, like, you know, No, this is Jimmy's wife. He can't come to the phone. He's very busy. He's he's bringing down
1: kingpins. Is this about kingpins?
0: <laughs> um, but uh, the well, they might have you know they might have got there after Miranda because it does not specify that they speed dialed him, so they could have got oh, they could have gotten a busy true. signal because those probably still exist in Cutler.
1: Do you think uh, a pencil in the rotary phone was oh, the wow. to Was did? that
0: something people did to make that easier?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure.
0: <laughs> um. But so uh, Harriet and Sarah are at the Quickie Mart. It's actually called that, um, and that's that's fitting because we essentially learned that they're they're pretty much Patty and Selma um, from The Simpsons. They're these you know they they're in their sixties. They're uh, they don't we learned that they just are are homebound essentially. They're um, they, all they have is each other. But they uh,
1: no they they have their they adopted donut shop worker. Sure, well. yes
0: the uh, the pathetic looking like slovenly donut shop worker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was surprised that they were in their like 60s yeah
0: especially based on what happens
1: yeah yes well <laughs> yes, this is the action scene so let's get to incredible it. so yeah they they observe
0: yet another suspicious car i do not know um sort of what makes it suspicious but they're you know these drug dealers go to no efforts to hide the fact that they are dealing drugs they have like they open their trunk they like open the box that says drugs they, you know, they are like an old timey, like uh fish vendor where they're like fresh drugs here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then guys walk up in, uh, you know, black, black beanies and, uh, um, you know, shifty eyes, look around and offer them, you know, pull out an envelope that says drug money and hands them to them. But they did not bank on, um, Harriet and Sarah.
1: Right. So they go to the back, uh, they They realized they didn't have time to call Jimmy, like like you said, (laughs) speed dial. I mean, they eventually call him.
0: Yeah, sure. um, But they probably heard from Miranda that Jimmy got there after everything was done and said he couldn't deal with him, so they know they need to take the law into their own hands.
1: Yeah, so we had to do something. One car pulled out before I could get back there, and the other two guys were starting to get in their car. I pulled out my taser and caught the passenger guy in the middle of the back, she said with satisfaction. He went down like a stone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I believe that is probably a felony right?
2: Yes,
0: right Yeah So uh, And you know I, We might as well get ahead of it The guy that they tase Max Ryan Jr. undercover operative. <laughs> He's having a bad year. <laughs> yes. Um, so they tase a a innocent guy. They yeah they they commit a felony. Um, they, they interfere with a you know police investigation. Then they hop in their car and follow the black Lexus in hot pursuit, and get the uh, New York license plate numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's it's impossible to imagine. Um, you know, this this 60-year-old woman, like, uh, it doesn't say anything about the shape, but, like, um sort of, like, you know, shuffling over there, tasing a guy, uh, she says, with satisfaction. So she's, like, you know, sort of, like, getting off on it, and then he collapses in a heap, and <laughs> it's just an amazing mental image. I don't know what the other drug dealers did, but Max Ryan Jr. just lying there,
1: writhing, maybe foaming at the mouth. So, yeah, like, did he, you know, connect with the pavement with his front teeth? <laughs> His nose shattered. Right. Yeah, just uh, fell backwards she... in
0: concussion. Like you know, yeah. maybe he hit the tailpipe of the car. Like,
1: does she pull the uh, the electrodes out of his body then, and <laughs> wind up the taser? Which she heads off in hot pursuit.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, but it, it reminded me of just you know like a like Nordberg in The Naked Gun, just like this you know friendly guy who's like trying to get his life back on track, and like you know these things just keep happening to him. He gets tased by a random person, then a grandma <laughs> maces him or something. He, he falls through a glass window, steps in a bear trap. <laughs>
1: oh, Max Ryan Jr. Well, um,
0: I have a so this 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 story from the Quilters Guild warrants a Sonic challenge.
1: Oh, I have one for you too. Yeah, oh, maybe it's the same one. Okay.
0: We made impressed noises and nodded our approval. Yes, that was my sonic check. <laughs> Let's hear it. So, this is a whole chorus of impressed noises.
1: Okay, here we go. Okay, so there's nodding. Just picture the okay, nodding yeah. too. Yeah,
0: so uh, I'll just say it. Uh, I tased a guy. Oh, he went down like a stone.
2: hmm. 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 hmm.
1: <laughs> well, well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, I know. Yes.
0: Um, Yeah, so, but then that's when uh, Miranda reveals that she knew a little more of the story than the girls had told and exchanged looks with Gabe, who shook his head slightly. I couldn't tell them, but I can tell you. The police had brought Max Ryan Jr. home to use as an undercover agent. They neglected to tell the quilters, of course, and I understand that. It would have been all over town within an hour but it didn't work out so well for max <laughs> which i'm sure he as he's you know you know uh, entering the uh, concussion protocol a guy shining a light in his eyes i hope he's thinking like this really didn't work out so well for me
1: what well, what was his job that he was sending oh he worked at the oil and
0: yeah he was just doing oil changes Oil change, a day right. and sending money home to his mom in sending... an unmarked envelope <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh hell of a life yes <laughs> uh, another sonic challenge okay a round of applause ensued, with several exclamations of congratulations. This is after hearing that again that they had tased a guy, tased
0: an innocent guy, m- uh, memorized a license. Say it guy. again. A round of applause with several
1: exclamations of congratulations. But you're okay. a quilter. Okay, keep that in mind. Well,
0: okay. oh, congratulations, <laughs> huzzah! Uh, well, well done, Harriet and Sarah. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, good lord. I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that was Queenie. I don't know. She seems like a sassy uh, sassy broad.
1: Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of rings and mm-hmm. bling on, Blue right? Blue hair, yep. Yep.
0: Um, let's see. Uh, so we, we get some more information about Max uh, chatting up uh, Martin the drug dealer. This is the backstory of how he became to be, you know, the uh, record scratch. Like, you might be wondering how I got in this position, like, as the tasers catching him in the back. Uh, it says, Max had chatted up Martin. Uh, maybe maybe this is my own note, but it, Martin, uh, as you recall, is fearing for his life. You know, he's worried that the drug dealers are going to take him out after the uh, dr- girl got dropped off. Um, but for a guy who's worried about his own life, he's uh, pretty much a giant dumbass. It says as soon as Max bought him a drink and made a casual remark about pushing pills, Martin opened up. <laughs> so max essentially did the hey if a guy were to be uh you know looking to push some pills in this town where might he be able to do that and keep in mind he's also wearing a obviously fake mustache and dyeing his hair
1: oh yes which he he makes a, a note of later mm-hmm. like this guy is obviously wearing a fake
0: mustache <laughs> uh but that's how that's that's all it took for martin to to bring him on on this uh on this mission and uh this is so jimmy says uh jimmy tried to spin the tasing as increasing max's credibility when he could stop laughing (laughs) so jimmy's not only just a inept cop in this he's a huge dick about the uh innocent undercover op he brought in and was immediately like injured in the line of duty
1: uh yeah jimmy you this is like bad lieutenant at this point (laughs) You yeah. have to stop this. <laughs> there are so many ethics violations happening here. Yeah.
0: Mar- uh, Max is like, oh, man, I can't go back out there. And he's like, we own your ass, son. You get out there, you're going back to hard time, lubing cars. And, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take even more money out of the envelopes that your mom sends me every week.
1: Uh, but then we get this nice passive language of the entire quilt guild was ordered to stand down now <laughs> and let the police take it from here so i assume that's jimmy mm-hmm. give, giving the orders i don't know why when he could stop laughing say. yeah <laughs> yes uh but this is a, a great uh, detail jimmy confiscated harriet's taser because she had disobeyed orders to watch and report only it was my turn to laugh because if she thinks she had only one, he'd be mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) Harriet just has shelves of tasers. Who is she tasing?
0: Well, is she the one that also said they were like, you know, she's still packing heat too. Is she? In the last book, there was like a a look they exchanged and Miranda interpreted that. So, I mean, Max, Max Ryan is lucky. He escaped with his life that she didn't just go in, you know, standing her ground and, and opening fire. Like he could easily bankrupt the town with a lawsuit at this point in time. He
1: is uh, he is free and clear right now. He needs to do no more undercover work.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. This. Is, yeah, you cut him a you cut him a deal and be like, yeah, well, you know, you, we don't need any more parole. You've earned it. Like you're we're, we're wiping your file clean now. Like please just go on and hope he doesn't get a lawyer.
1: Yes, but. Plot-wise, just a jumble of stuff. That all just to say that th- that tasing and the license plate led to the uh, them collaring Martin. Martin. Right? Yep.
0: He says he was yeah. turned over to the state police and transported to the county jail in Danville, which had better security than Cutler's holding cell. So it, it sounds like that that makes it sound like you know they're worried for his safety because cause people are just getting Jeffrey Epstein in the Cutler holding cell all the time. <laughs>
1: Or, I don't know, Jimmy's just doesn't have an eye on it because he's taking so many phone calls. I guess so, so yes. I mean, yeah, we, we do get a, a look at it later Um. Uh, that indicates that
0: security is not high as a guy wanders in with pizza Um. to the <laughs> yes. holding cell. So I guess, I guess it could be column A, column B. There's bad security and people get murdered in it.
1: Right, and I, I think that uh, Joe and... Who's the other guy? The other cop? I think those are supposed to be like Barney Fife's uh-huh. to the Jimmy, sure. to Jimmy, I think. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, it says, uh, we, you know, Jimmy felt word was out that Cutler is not a safe place for the dealers anymore. We will continue to monitor the high school and give talks against drugs loose. The whole town remains on alert and we keep our eyes open for any sign of dealers. And so this, that's uh, that's page 113 of the 154 page book. Um, and <laughs> So we, uh, we enter an interesting phase here where um, you just wonder, is this... Is this really over like is this is this that they turned the page on the on the quote unquote mystery, and uh, for a while it seems like they in fact have
1: um yeah, it seems to be under control. I mean, we only met the there's the one drug dealer right
0: uh, and he's in jail uh, well Martin, yeah, but you know Mr. Big or Mr. Smith is still out there in New York, the stockbroker. And uh, we've uh, got Baldy. Um, yeah,
1: Baldy was a shadowy figure. Well, I'm not sure where Baldy is until sure. well, he comes up yeah. in the book. But, right. Yeah.
0: But anyway, uh, we, we enter to Chapter 25, um, and which is a, a flashback to uh, like the Thursday, previous Thursday. Um, Max Ryan Sr. has popped into the police station to talk to Police Chief Jimmy. And then, um, as you do, he, he runs out to, to pick up some pizza to bring back to the police station to eat there. And when he returns, the desk is unmanned. <laughs> and it just says, he heard some noise from the bathroom. <laughs> so Jimmy's in there just like, you know, grunting and, and sweating, um, making room for pizza.
1: And uh, uh, Wait, wait. Let's clear up the pizza thing. This is what confused me. J- Joe, the cop, okay. says, I've got to run over to the pizza shop and pick up a pie for the prisoner's dinner. Okay. So that... So Max Senior says I'll do it. Wow! So he he goes over there and grabs the pizza, and then Joe isn't there. So then Max Senior just wanders into the got into it, the got it. So, <laughs> okay. so Max, that was very Se- confused. Max Senior's
0: like, if you smell any uh, if you smell any pot around my house, just remember I'm picking up pizza for you, type of thing. Like he's he's doing the police a favor here.
1: I guess so. So uh Joe is uh is wrecking the can, I guess.
0: <laughs> yes. Max hears that and, and
1: leaves the prison open, so Max just wanders into the uh holding cell.
0: Right. And so I guess they, you know, they're in the habit of buying prisoners pizza, which is interesting. Um and he 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 walks down there and we get a just an interesting description because it's the, in, in the holding cell is Max Ryan Jr., who they, you know, took there to to maintain his cover. And it says Max Sr. looked at him with wet eyes. (laughs) That's my son. And then uh, Joe says, nah, I know Max and that's not him. The lighting's not so good in here. He slammed the cell door and took the keys. (laughs) So Max Sr.'s weeping. He hasn't seen his son in years. Joe, uh, you know, fresh off, just destroying the bathroom, uh, (laughs) gaslights the hell out of him and just is like, let's go eat the pizza.
1: why is he trying to tell him it's not his son? The the uh the desire to just, just to, to ma- get him out of there? Yeah, the desire
0: to maintain this weird uh illegal under well, it's cause it's an illegal undercover operation is uh oh, is uh to and-
1: protect the undercover thing, I see.
0: Yeah, and because they say word would just get out if he was back in town. Maybe, you know, since they you know Max Ryan is a is a credibly accused uh assault uh you know assault and rapist, like the word might get out around town that like no one's safe, you know, based on his backstory
1: I guess, and also do they think that when they send him out to do these stings as a free citizen that you know his dad's not going to see him on the street and go, uh, that's my son <laughs> right no. go well, now that can't be him because he's not in town,
0: <laughs> and then so you know Harriet tas him He's he knows too much <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, I think that they, they let uh, Max Ryan Jr. talk to his dad. And he says, uh, I'm undercover, dad, going after the drug dealers that have been selling to kids in town. And it's not over. He looked at the man intently. No one can know I'm here. If you tell anyone you saw me, I'm as good as dead, okay? So the cops have really drilled down this uh, why he's not allowed to talk to anybody. They've, like, hmm. they've, they've really put the fear of, uh, for his own life into this operation.
1: Right. And I just realized the connection now with Adam McCutcheon. Yeah. That's Max Ryan's furniture shop that he works at.
2: Wow.
1: Really? Yeah. Yes.
2: Wow.
1: Jimmy wasn't happy, but he understood what had happened. So he he knows now that the the sting is ruined, at least for Max Ryan Sr. Friday on the way to the station, the sting was ruined for Max Ryan Sr. Got it. Got it. Right. Oh, man. The word could get out if Max Ryan Sr. doesn't keep his mouth shut. (laughs) So Friday on the way to the station, he stopped by Max Ryan's furniture shop and had a chat with him. One more dealer, he said. One more, Max Sr. agreed. Then you let my boy come home. So Max Sr., of Max Ryan's furniture shop is calling the shots of this <laughs> yeah, operation. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the furniture shop's more powerful than this police department, I would say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's where you go to, you know, you, you go there to learn management. That's, you know, everyone knows that. It's like the, uh, sure. it's why the gar- guy from Harlem left, uh, went to Florida. That's the experience playground for anyone who wants to be a <laughs> furniture salesman, <laughs> manager that's right but we get this uh we get this exchange heartwarming uh max senior took out his handkerchief and wiped his face he nodded he stood up and walked to the door without looking back he said i'm proud of you boy max covered his face with his hands he'd never imagined he would hear his dad say those words and i think what what he meant to say was you're a massive idiot son you're in way over your head if you if you make it out alive don't come back for thanksgiving (laughs)
1: <laughs> and how come I'm not getting any more envelopes of money? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they're probably they're separated, maybe, yeah. right?
0: Uh, I, I mean, I guess they have to be because if he's running the successful furniture store, it seems like he doesn't need to be mailing his mom anything. Maybe the the trauma of their son, you know, straying from the path caused a uh, caused a rift in their marriage or something.
1: Yeah, that could be.
0: Man, I'm still shaken by this revelation that this uh, this this book is more intricate and uh, and plotted than you'd think. You, it's like uh, you know, you you watch a uh, M Night movie and you go back and that the 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 threads are all there. He's he's sown yeah. the
1: seeds throughout. Pins on a wall, yeah. threads connecting it. You you know amazing. it. Amazing. Uh,
0: well, one more bust is what they need to do. So in chapter twenty six, let's have a wedding. And at this point, it seems like it was almost like the book we wrote with our Patreon supporters, where everyone got you know a page and then you alternated. It's like this almost seems to have happened with this book because. It, it's like someone just grafted two things together where the, the drug deals and all that is completely forgotten about and it's just 100% wedding all the time for like the next 30 pages of the book.
1: It's uh, well, it's, it's the Hallmark tradition as you know is that you're in the small town and it's all leading up to the big festival. Okay. <laughs> so it that's just the it's just it's positing a world in which small towns still have festivals. Yeah. I know they exist, but Apple it's Festival, just like, maple syrup festival, yes. like Yes, and everyone has to go up and do something or you know, the big dance yeah. at the big festival. The mayor or makes a, a speech. Them. Yeah, so that's always in the background. So that's just what this is. Okay. Weddings are just always there. It's a
0: proud yeah. folk tradition of of storytelling, I guess.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so now we just slam on the brakes. And we have a wedding. Yeah, you're right. That's just how it works.
0: And uh, this is just, when you you set the stage like this, uh, how can you object to someone incorporating a wedding into your story? We were on our way to St. Luke's when the skies cleared, the sun shone, and a rainbow lit up the sky. It was as if a magic wand had been waved and changed everything in five minutes. (laughs)
1: It was as though the tea factory had been blown away by the Norwalk River and then been rebuilt in a month by creditors being extended. Uh,
0: So, you know, when you, when you, when you, it's hard not to be charmed by something that uh, hand wavy and deus sexy.
1: Um, This is a, a charming thing as well. As you may know, I'm not a big fan of high heels. <laughs> how, how may we know this? <laughs> uh, I guess books one through six, I know. Yeah, it's a major focus.
0: Like, you know, one, one was her refusing, you know, three months of deep depression, refusing to get out of bed because she tripped on a high heel or something. And, and that's how it ruined her uh, her first marriage before she met
1: Gabe. Oh yeah, there's probably a whole story on that. We got to go back.
0: We actually, a a listener has has read all all previous six books, so I I think we might, (laughs) I think we might uh, do a a bonus app talking to him or something to uh, get some of the details about some of these weird plot points.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Uh,
1: So we 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 get the next uh, week. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, So it's wedding time. We get it's sort of a redo of the uh, the first wedding where the the men wear black suits or whatever and. Then we get the description of the dresses, uh, but then we get a, a very hallmarky scene: a light knock on the door, and and Zoe comes in, mm-hmm. and she finally admits concern Zoe, or is sadness, her daughter, her daughter, yeah. over the fact that uh, that Daddy is is not. I can't help think about Daddy today. I miss him so much, and now we're moving on without him, mm-hmm. and this just made me think, oh. How how is Daddy? What what happened to Daddy? Yeah, that's a good. Did question. he get shot by a drug dealer in book <laughs> right. five?
0: Right. Yeah. Errant tasing by a uh, by a uh, elderly woman or something.
1: Yeah. Beaten to death by Harriet and Sarah. I, I don't know. Uh, but we don't we don't, <laughs> and we it's don't also know like, the details.
0: Yeah, you could have. Uh, you could have. You could have had this conversation at any other time. Would have been probably a bit better than literally the wedding day.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm walking right out to the uh yeah. to be married right now. No, I need
0: yes. a makeup touch up and all this stuff like <laughs> But she does she does uh shrug it off pretty easily. Um she pulls her into a hug and says, I love you. Uh both of you girls, you are my family. Now let's go meet those delicious men of ours at the church, yeah. shall we? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: that was a cringe worthy sentence. Absolutely.
0: Um and so uh, once again, like it, it's there are there are still like the major drug dealers at large. Um, so it seems like an appropriate amount of time to devote five paragraphs to Daniel Bartell. <laughs> 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 and Daniel Bartel is uh, is qu- the, the father of Queenie's child who she has uh, reunited with, invited to the wedding. And I just was like, I, I beg of you to focus here. <laughs> this is, it's <laughs> honestly, it was, you know, he, they had met somewhere and then, you know, he didn't know that he got her pregnant. He moved to Hollywood to pursue a career in the movies. We get some information about their daughter, who is a, uh, all grown up now and is like a, a Broadway performer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's, it's really incredible. They can't help themselves.
1: That was so great in the middle of doling out some more uh, Tom and Judy Smith and And then uh, Brittany and her husband, John, were there. (laughs) And I will just point out, um, where is my note on this? Uh, John, okay. There are four Johns, I think. Oh, my God. The youngest uh, Horton boy or whatever. Okay. Um, Oh, no, here it is. Uh, John Morton the Youngest Morton boy, or John Gustafson, the cop. <laughs> so there's three. Sorry, there's three Johns. Why? Why at this point do we have to have another John introduced? It's so it's so maddening. We have four James and <laughs> three Johns. I think there's a couple Williams. Oh, uh, solve this mystery. Who are William and Janie?
0: Oh, are they? I mean, I had another mystery at the end of the book. Well, okay, William, this is this was one I, I wrote down. I, I, I challenge you to tell me who these people are. And so I, I did look it up. William and Janie are two librarians who uh, Miranda was uh, surprised to see had spent Christmas together. Do you remember that? She was like, are you dating? Wait. And they're like, um, you know, I, not really, so
1: but I... we're, you know oh so they're not that's not lucy and adam they're different i don't know how many people
0: this librarian this library employs but yeah they uh they have a a, a massive staff
1: okay all right so william and Janie are are yeah our other librarians they're a jim and pam
0: workplace romance kind of thing
1: okay um tom and judy Smython.
0: tom and judy Smython. they're oh i remember the Smythons. Uh, but I do. I can't. I can't tell you who they are. They're not the rich people who fly people in.
1: Oh, maybe. But someone was dating their son. I so, think? Oh, that might be. That might be Jenny's parents. No, no. Jenny are. Uh, here, let me go to the vamp yeah. for a second. I got. I got my character list here. Yeah. I'll well, just I mean, do a, a control that, Y here. This
0: whole discussion. Makes me uh, confident in my assertion that they are really pushing the limits of, of small and intimate with this type of uh, people who are here.
1: That's true. I mean, come on, okay. Daniel
0: Bartell. This is not intimate any longer. You got the no. Yeah,
1: f- when you get the Bartell, formerly in homeless
0: that, yeah. veteran with PTSD, small and intimate. Please, disgusted.
1: Uh, Judy Smythen is in the quilting group. She is, I think, the cousin of Taylor, Taylor Perryman. <laughs> Tom, it, Tommy is Judy's son. Tommy so Tommy is not at the wedding, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I mean, if he's not there, I guess it's sort of small and intimate.
1: But... Oh, and Julie Sorensen is Tommy Smythe's <laughs> girlfriend.
0: <laughs> oh, right, but no, they were dating, right? And like, But then Tommy was too interested in baseball?
1: Yeah, yeah that's correct.
0: Okay, okay, all right, we're, I'm glad we sorted that out. That's important stuff.
1: Okay, yeah, because Jake Perryman is the late police chief, Taylor is the widow— Okay uh, Taylor Perryman's brother Is probably at the wedding And Taylor Perryman's adopted baby
0: Taylor Perryman's brother Died of cancer painfully In Pittsburgh
1: How dare you That's <laughs> true <laughs> He's a character in the book though So he's not at the wedding He's
0: there okay. in spirit they, It's like when they, when they You know when they say Like let's acknowledge Everyone who can't be here You know like Type of thing They, They probably are talking about him of course they are, yes. Um, All right, so. We got this description, though, and this was the sort of thing that I, like, circled, you know, and then went back to it. But Lucy and her beau Adam were holding hands and whispering to each other. They're two redheads close together. Remember when Gabe said he got a prickle at the tavern? That's That was when uh, a Martin was there, I think, with his fake mustache. That's the yes. kind of feeling I got when I looked Adam in the eye. But I immediately shook the thought from my head. I had no reason to feel that way. It's the, uh, it's just the kind of subtle storytelling we're, we're
1: here for. (laughs) I I did not, uh, I was kind of, you know, when you're taking notes, it's, you read it in a different way. I didn't even notice that I I was, I was still not suspecting Adam McCutcheon is what I'm saying. (laughs) As as unsubtle as that was, I I didn't, I just sort of passed over it. Uh,
0: So yeah, that's, uh, that's, you know, I guess the clues were there all along, but, um, the, only, the other thing that happens here, they say their vows. I didn't really take any notes from them. And um, they were, you know, sort of, sort of you know, nice. Um, yeah,
1: just pleasant vows, mm-hmm. yes.
0: And this is when they, they, we had it in a fanfic in the first episode, but Gabe reveals, of course, that his middle name is Othello, um, which is just, uh, he says, I guess later on he says, what can I say? My my mom likes Shakespeare and angels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which is just like a very... Uh, very interesting uh you know there's all sorts of shakespearean characters that don't have the sort of tragic end of othello let alone you know the um you know he's the only like black character shakespeare wrote about so like it's a it's an odd choice unless we are aren't being told that you know that that's uh that uh, gabe is a black man this entire time so who knows
1: i also think that isn't that a uh uh, what do you call it? Just a trope from like detectives having weird names, huh. you know, so just to stand out or something. Sure. You know, like, I guess whatever. so. Yeah. You know, like you know, yeah. just strange names. Even his yeah.
0: initials were G O D. That shocking thing.
1: Oh, sh- as soon as you hear it, you you call it out. <laughs> I mean, you have to. When
0: when he goes bowling, and you know, you put in your your name, and it shows up, and most people just put it in like make it say like ass. You know, like the yeah. whole bowling alley just. You know, there's a, there's a silent, you know, one pin drops as they see that Gabe's initials are G-O-D every time.
1: Uh, murmuring uh, and, uh, <laughs> and rounds of congratulations. Yes. Uh, that's all I got for the wedding.
0: Yeah, but fortunately, Chapter 27 picks up right where it leaps off. It's reception time, baby.
1: Valentine's Day reception. <laughs> as she said earlier, um, which I love. I love this phrase in a book. She said, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm always like, oh, finally, at last, someone shoot straight with me, Miranda. She said, "Let's be honest. When you have your wedding on Valentine's Day, your color palette is selected for you. True. Like that. Yes. And that is a that is a <laughs> cup of water in the face for sure. <laughs> but but now we get a description of it here.
0: Yeah. This is so. This is the larger affair. This is where they've opened it up to uh, um, you know everyone who wasn't invited to the quote small and intimate wedding. Um, and the, we, we, we get a new character, uh, was not expecting the, the, the description, the, the George R. R. Martini, the Brian Jacques Red Wally description of a feast here was not expecting to introduce a new character here, but we get a stunner. Um, the buffet included a steamship round of beef <laughs> and a large <laughs> smoked the... ham for slicing. What is a steamship round of beef?
1: I had the same question for you. I did look it up. Okay. Nice. Um, I have never heard of it in my life. <laughs> it is a giant, like, uh, butt steak thing that you can kind of stand up and slice it sort of horizontally or something like that. Okay, I so
0: it's like a carving station item.
1: A carving station item, yeah. but uh, that uh, that made me laugh. The steamship <laughs> round of beef. Yeah, I know,
0: I know, steamship rounds in February, but it was delicious. <laughs> um, so they also have several salads and potato dishes. Both red, white rind and red wine came from the Grapes of Grath, our local wine shop. And you're like, what? What is this weird name? I, I, I mean, I understand it. It's a, our friend Vinnie Grath refused to let us pay for anything. And that is just stunning. They've got, uh, they've, that, that's how deep this universe goes. They've got their own pun names based on local wine merchants.
1: Uh, I, I call foul on that, by the way. Mm-hmm. You can't have the Grapes of Grath and then have <laughs> vinnie grab <laughs> <laughs>
0: well that's why he started the business it was faded when he uh you know when he when he when he was born
1: uh it's like uh uh the donut shop you know is uh bob donut you know yeah. <laughs> you, you you can't just make it up
0: <laughs> yeah he, maybe he, ch- he, we, he he changed his name to better suit his occupation
1: we always felt that, given that his parents had named him Bob Donut, it was natural that he should open a donut shop.
0: <laughs> uh, but this is where we get uh, we get uh, Queenie's toast, where she says that Gabe is a handsome devil who handles the long arm like no one I've ever seen, except me, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we we've got this delicious man handling a long arm. I uh, you know I I got a little uh, hot and bothered myself.
1: Uh, did you look it up? I did not. No,
0: I did not. I did not care.
1: Okay <laughs> uh, but all of this stuff is free. That's the th- she goes to great pains to point out that the, this whole thing was set up by other people and is all gratis. What
0: yeah, huh interesting.
1: The, the wine is free. Uh, Vinnie Grath refused to let them pay. okay. The uh, mini dessert items danny's donuts also gratis (laughs) shelby was there by the way
0: oh good a few i mean you know she probably was in a corner like
1: you know playing a 3ds or something but (laughs) yeah painting your fingernails black in the bathroom (laughs) um no she was hanging out with sarah and harry oh a few. Uh, good yeah
0: well yeah i mean what, what is all this stuff free it's not like uh these people weren't even invited to the wedding in the first place and like now they were expected to believe that like they're treating them like their you know, tea company was just washed away by a hundred year flood and they're helping them <laughs> rebuild or something. Like they're both well off as has been established.
1: I don't know. I, maybe uh, where they're at Kelly's, right? Mm-hmm. So they do get a, a cake made by Kelly's pastry chef. I assume they had to pay for that. It does not say that it was free.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, and I guess Vinnie Grath is probably shooting her like uh, dirty looks being like cheap cake running place like couldn't even cough up the thing i mean it's traditional uh, to be like we'll just charge you cost right like there'll be no markup or no service fee or anything like that
1: yeah yeah, yeah. traditionally yeah. <laughs> that was a great Vinny grath impression by the way
0: oh i mean yeah I, I i i i didn't i didn't get too deep into the character i didn't i didn't really daniel day lewis it but i you know give me give me a couple <laughs> months and i'll I'll live inside him for a while okay <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, so, yeah, just a description of all the gifts. And then uh, this is when uh, uh, Queenie, who is, uh, you know, obviously she's the matriarch of all. She's the, yep you know, her presence is felt wherever she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, you all know that we are not leaving here until I've had my say. <laughs> Everyone nodded and laughed. Oh, nice. That's a feature of our books. Yep. Everyone. Yep. Right? Simultaneously.
0: The no- noises of approval.
1: Uh, and she she gives him the business uh, you know i knew you were trouble the second i laid eyes on you and i love that about you <laughs> then she turned to to gabe and said gabe you handsome devil you handle long arm but seriously your initials are god and the entire room cracked up as gabe <laughs> blushed deep red and that's where he says my mother loved angels and shakespeare so yeah she she calls out the entire wedding and everyone is ready to just mock. They crack on. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. I don't know if it's like uh, laughing or if it's like, you know, nervous laughter at the blasphemy or something. But like, you know, Diane's the first to respond. She goes, could have been worse. It could have been Oedipus. And she, uh, mm-hmm. she uh, Miranda snorts her champagne as Gabe, yeah, I think, uh, justifiably glares at her. Uh, yeah, Queenie's yeah, not...
1: joke did not go over well with Gabe. <laughs> he glares at her. Right.
0: I mean, you know, it's an insult to his mother. Maybe he's just upset because, you know, Oedipus, noted Shakespeare character, so it doesn't really fit in with what she's talking about. Right. Um, but they, uh, they get gifted a wedding quilt. Um, and <laughs> she says, in case you're wondering... We hadn't planned a honeymoon. And I, just, I wrote, there are, there are 26 pages left. That is one-sixth of the book. Is, is the mystery over? I just need to know at this point in time, is this a sort of like going to trickle out like a post-credit sequence?
1: I, uh, I had written at that. Um, I, I was wondering. <laughs> Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> Uh so that, that mystery is solved. Yeah.
0: But you know, it's also, you know, she didn't say to be honest, I guess, because it's very quickly negated. Um, but they they do go home. He carries her across the threshold. You know, he says, he calls her Mr. Uh, whatever D is, starts with. I don't know. Um, but this is when the cat alerts him to an answering machine message, which is from Gabe's ex-wife, who true to yes. form did not come to the wedding. She didn't come to her son's wedding either. <laughs> she had other right. plans. She said, we wanted to send our congratulations Uh, The love you share is inspiring. We wish you the best. Uh, uh, And there's ellipses throughout this. The line went dead. The slight hesitation here and there indicated how much effort it had taken to send this message. (laughs) And she says uh, something like, The truth is, all of Susan's relationships since her divorce from Gabe had been short-lived. I certainly hope this one is different. Richard impressed me as a stand-up guy. (laughs) He's a four star general. <laughs> you would hope he's not like, you know, he's a slovenly braided belt, like shirt halfway untucked, like uh drinking too much at the wedding, like <laughs> sticking his gum under the table.
1: Yeah, busting out a joint in the back of the <laughs> yeah. loading dock with the uh yeah, with the, with the cooks. caterers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm glad he I'm glad his uh, his stand-upness came across. Maybe it was also like when he uh you know led the re uh, the rebuilding of Afghanistan or something that it, that you know you, that, that maybe was the impression you got then too. Boy
1: well, that Dwight D. Eisenhower struck me as a pretty stand-up guy. I don't know. <laughs> Um but yeah I think you know that's when they uh they decide uh
0: spontaneous honeymoon baby.
1: Yes indeed. I was so glad because uh, you know uh, in case you were wondering they hadn't planned it so it was, uh, this is very spontaneous. Uh but it leads me to a sonic challenge for you. Oh boy. Because uh Harry I can't remember if he's objecting or he's just making himself known. Um but meow meow. Okay. Challenge. All right.
0: Meow, meow. I went with objecting.
2: <laughs> meow,
0: okay. meow. And you have cats, right? Had, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's put in, yeah. yeah. That's 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 very much informed it.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I I felt it. I right. really did. Yeah. Um, the exciting end of this chapter: calling to make arrangements for Diane to watch the cat. <laughs> so that's uh that's the end of that chapter yeah
0: and 28 they are heading off to the poconos uh to stay at a restored victorian b&b run by a woman named wilma
1: wilma wilson <laughs> wilma
0: wilson uh no no uh word on her backstory on her like former son whether she's had a uh, personal tragedies uh, she does run a very nice b&b
1: however she is uh, a spectacular uh, cook, mm-hmm. a baker, mm-hmm. um, she's a very gracious host, yeah. it seems like.
0: Yeah, we get a lot of information. Um, you, you, you might not think that like, you know, with uh, 20 pages left in a book um, that you, you need pages and pages of description about the Airbnb that they're going to on their unplanned honeymoon, but hang on, I'm going to read you some. Wilma gave us a tour of the downstairs rooms, which included the kitchen, dining room, Living room and library. We went upstairs to the guest rooms where we were shown a suite, including a bedroom, bathroom and sitting room. The house had four guest rooms, two of which were small suites. It's a house. (laughs) They have described to you a house with absolutely nothing interesting or different about it. You know, there's no like, uh, you know, you pull a book. And, like, a secret, like, uh, room rotates around on the book ca- cave. There's not, like, a, uh, you know, enormous sconces hold held by, like, you know, uh, marble arms from, you know, ancient sculptures. It is just a house.
1: There's not one of those, uh, you know, corner-to-corner whisper rooms, you oh, yeah. know, or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a house. But meanwhile, uh, you know, Cutler is on high alert. The drug deals are happening. Obviously, you just have to walk out on the street to see a drug deal, but... Uh, <laughs> we're going to spend a little time at a B and B. Yep. So
0: it is uh, a, they, they, you know, they essentially left saying like, you know, we're going to uh, do these presentations. We're going to make posters. We're going to keep doing all this stuff. And they, they obviously advocate all that immediately.
1: And uh, we get sort of a pause where she says, why don't you come down and have something to eat? We're hungry. You know, they didn't eat at the, you know, like most people, we didn't eat at the wedding. You know, we were too busy greeting people. So she says, come down in half an hour. Uh so we get uh, you know, packing toiletries and everything and uh <laughs> coming down into the dining room uh and then we just have a meal. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know what this is supposed to serve or what is what is happening here. <sighs> but it's a it's a curious meal. Uh yeah. the food is just sitting there. And uh she says that um they ate their they We ate in companionable silence, mm-hmm. so they ate a, a meal <laughs> in silence after their on their honeymoon, right, yep, it's sort of uh, uh
0: yeah i I'm companionable, not a term I'm really you know familiar with or use often well,
1: it's also tough to interpret in silence, but I guess it can be done sure uh but i I was curious about this silent uh post wedding meal <laughs> right? at the cozy b and b uh so i uh I didn't even bother going to the dark web. Oh. Because as you know, I've just I got new computers and it's just, you know. You I haven't, haven't
0: set up the VPNs and the uh
1: right. password manager on so, it. Exactly. So I uh I just went and hired the uh the three seventy two players oh. for this. Oh yeah.
0: I mean that's this is people at, at home are just nodding appreciatively, I think simultaneously, uh, sounds of approval.
1: Yes. And I uh I sent you the invoice. maybe mean, I didn't send you the invoice yet. No, it didn't
0: turn it up. I but you know, hmm. i
1: know, it's it's in my outbox. Um, okay. Well, I'll speed dial it to you later. Thank
0: you. That would be appreciated because, yeah, I mean, you know, there's not there's not a ton, you know, in the in the reserves, um, so to speak.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, there's you know after there's hosting not, the podcast, there's nothing. Yeah, setting out some
0: contest winners to
1: now there's even nothing left? at all. Huh. Anyway, here here are the uh, 372 uh, uh, players recreating the silent. Post-wedding meal at uh, Wilma Wilson's okay. cozy B&B that has four rooms, two suites, okay. two are small suites. Yes. this is it. <laughs> Here you go. Take it away, players. Mm, chicken cordon bleu. Yum. Potatoes are gratin and creamed spinach.
0: Dinner rolls. Just baked. Honey butter.
1: Darling, please. Can we just eat our honeymoon dinner in complete silence? Is it too much to ask?
0: Oh, of course, dear.
1: okay. Oh. Hmm. Mm. Oh. Mm. Oh, no.
2: oh, yeah. Like mm. Just delicious. Hmm. Oh, I Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, chicken oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very companionable, the silence mm. Mm. Oh. should I go in for more? Yeah, I'm gonna go in for a little more of this. Yep. Yeah. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. Uh.
0: Okay, okay, okay. We do not need
1: to hear any more of this. How much did you pay the three hundred seventy-two players? Well, well, all of the money. But hang on, oh. like we haven't even gotten to the dinner roll scene. It's, it's, it's the best part. Let me wait, wait. Hang on. Let me just. I'll fast forward. Let me see here. I got a digital. I'll fast forward eight or nine minutes. Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. Mmm. I thirds.
2: bad. One of these or
0: oh. or homemade or Pillsbury.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, potatoes a, before they get cold. be oh.
0: the recipe, I guess. Mm.
2: Mm. 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 Mm.
0: delicious dinner roll, I. Mm. Well, that's a One-eighth one eighth of one dinner roll down the hatch. I can't wait to start on the second eighth of the first dinner roll. Of course, I'll have to you go uh, have a whole another dinner roll as well, but no, first things first. <laughs> Look out second eighth of the first dinner roll because here comes Mandy. <laughs> um, yeah, stop. So good to, to die for. Made the right spontaneous decision. <laughs>
1: You know what? Okay, right? I'm shutting this down. No. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no. what? We're we're 30 minutes away from them finishing their silent meal and, and then agreeing to drink some wine. All right, with the players and everything, that was... <laughs> I, 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 I think it was not. worth it. It's too bad we can't play the whole thing. Yeah. I think you're <laughs> wasting... The, wasting our hard spent money but fine the, let's carry on
0: i enjoy that the uh everything from the dark web and the uh the players for this book has uh, pretty much existed to try the patience of
1: listeners <laughs> extended it's the point not, of, <laughs> well, well that's pretty much the book isn't it? i guess it? so I guess. yes
0: it's uh it is uh i mean it's it's remarkable to me just like that that section reminded me of the Uh, Ready Player Two chapter that was just him describing someone playing an arcade game level by Mm -hmm. level. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. now I'm having the dinner roll. I'm going to open the wine. I return with (laughs) the correct. Like, it's just like, we know. We know how a dinner works. You've had several of them in this book.
1: And is it supposed to be like they don't drink the wine till after the meal, Insane. and then they bring the, they bring the desserts up to the room? Yeah, it's, it know.
0: is. You know, it's a uh, you know aliens who are like you know I, you know they, one alien's like I thought you said you studied how meals work. Like everyone's looking at us because we're carrying wine up to our room. I did. I watched <laughs> meals. I just sorry if I got a few details wrong.
1: Ah <laughs> uh, yes, but that's all that is. So the the meal is ended, and they're drinking wine and eating desserts in their. Uh, larger of the four suites. I guess.
0: Yeah. After, after Gabe has said, let's take this celebration upstairs, shall we? He said, his voice, a little husky.
1: a <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: but then uh, in chapter 29, it cuts to Diane back at the school at a uh, unspecified time of day. We don't know whether this is during the middle of the school day or, or, or afterwards. Um, but it, we get some, some serious action. She overhears a drug deal happening in a history classroom between a student and an adult. It's very exciting. She's sort of like sneaking down the hall. She's like making noises and then freezing as they sort of like look around and being like, did you hear anything?
1: And then she, she, I don't know whose point of view this is, but we can see inside the room but also it's sort of from Diane's point of view anyway yeah, we have another it, sort of Inception-y thing super going. omniscient
0: yeah uh and it's not really revealed who who you know it's it's that yeah it's omniscient but it's not filling us in on all the information because it doesn't tell us who the kid is or who this adult is until later
1: uh but this is a curious exchange i couldn't figure it out for for anything uh look man i don't have it all but i need some more for tonight uh huh uh, I assume that he doesn't have enough money, but he needs more drugs. Yeah. You know the deal: no money, no fun. What was that? Huh? Sorry, bro. I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> and then a few seconds later, look: are you going to help me or not? Not. Maybe I'll make a call down to the cop shop and give them a reason to sniff around your desk here. Yeah. So who? Wh- what? So, uh, uh, <laughs> Who's who? Well,
0: I mean, so the so the student is a uh, is a forties uh, stool pigeon. He's
2: okay.
1: saying he's gonna
0: call down to the cop
1: shop, yeah. Say, you want them uh you want them coppers uh, sniffing poking their noses, their beezers into your business here, buddy? What what I ain't seen nothing. I'm just sore is all. <laughs>
0: uh but the uh so yeah, he's that character, but then the uh the teacher is the uh is the most like uh, evil, brutal guy we've seen so far. Um he says uh uh when, when the guy says he's gonna call on call the cops. It says he stood up from his chair behind the desk. He turned his neck from side to side with a small cracking sound. So he's like a, uh, you know, UFC fighter or something. (laughs) As fast as humanly possible, he reached across the desk, caught a fist of the teenage boy's shirt and slammed his face down on the metal top. There was a sickening crunch and the boy moaned. Listen, you little turd. You think this is a game? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, uh, this is a teacher doing this uh, during hours when other, pe- other faculty are still like roaming the halls. Like, is it between, you know, the seven minutes you get between classes type of thing?
1: I, I don't know. And there, you know, the, another teacher is just right outside the door. <laughs> um,
0: so uh, I, the kid like, you know, bolts out of the class. He knocks Diane down and unconscious. Um, She hits her head on the ground, um, and that's when we get a new, um, uh, uh, not tense, a new perspective shift. Yeah, this is very confusing. Mm -hmm. It is. It's like the jackal book that we wrote together, just like someone else took over the writing.
1: So does she get knocked out by the kid? Yeah, the kid sort of yeah. bolts out and just,
0: you know, she's she's so close that he when he he rounds a blind corner and, and knocks out her knocks her down and out and like the last thing she sees is like, you know, the vague outline of someone standing over her.
1: Okay, so then the uh Adam followed the kid out and found Diane. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. That's very <laughs> unclear writing, very unclear. Yeah.
0: But uh so Adam goes from, you know, uh the, the Stallone or, or Arnold character, like you know, listen, you turd, like Vin Diesel cracking his neck, uh, and then he comes outside and immediately his world just falls apart. Uh, mm-hmm. He stood over at Diane with panic rushing through his veins. What was she doing there? What did she hear? She was alive, but now she could identify him as the dealer in the school. His shoulders sagged. His life in Cutler was over. So just uh, you know, kind of was he all talk? He he didn't didn't anticipate any of this happening. He knew that they knew there was a dealer in the school, and yet he just kept dealing and beating kids up, beating up students.
1: Well, we learn his reason later. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's no excuse. But then we do get uh, his uh, Ken Burnsian yes, letter. Yes, that's exactly to, what I thought. To Lucy. <laughs> My darling Lucy, please know that I never wanted this. I hate myself. I did some awful things a long time ago, and they caught up to me. I can't imagine the disappointment you must feel. Please know that these few months with you were the happiest of my life. I have no excuse, Lucy, but I couldn't risk them hurting you. I'm so, so sorry, and I'll love you forever. Adam.
2: <laughs> Appomattox.
0: Yeah, and like, yeah, Adam was killed in battle the following week. But, <laughs> I mean, but there is, there's no word on his... Uh, you know motivations for you know why he was betraying Lucy. It seems like his love was somewhat genuine, although how how genuine could it be if he's leading this horrible double life? That's written like a uh, a suicide note, but like no word on what he does. I think he just you know he he goes on the run, and it's the last we hear about.
1: It. He flees, and they say that he was being blackmailed to do it. Okay, is a detail that comes up later on.
0: Okay, bye.
1: They do not say. Okay, got it. And okay. then they, they talk about the ethics of it like it doesn't matter. There's no excuse. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, you know, it's I don't know. Max Ryan Jr., the, it's, it sort of mattered. Like, he was uh, wrongly uh, accused. I mean, if, if people said that they were going to kill Adam's parents unless he dealt drugs, I think I might cut him a bit more slack. That seems like he went uh, from zero to 60. He embraced the lifestyle pretty quickly, like kicking yeah, students' asses saying. and flexing his right. neck. but
1: Crushing uh, noses into desks. Yeah, <laughs> it's... Uh... He got into it. Uh, it was the Milgram experiment, I guess. He just he was yeah. full in. Yeah. I
0: wonder if yeah. Max Ryan Jr is going to be uh, you know, going, you know, full Serpico kind of thing. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> uh so now this uh chapter 30, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. This is uh they they our, our hero Miranda and Gabe are heading home and that they get a call on the way back from the Poconos um that says that Diane is is you know, fine except for a headache. Um, She got knocked out at the school and um, they let her know that you should know that Adam McCutcheon was the drug dealer at the school and he's gone on the run. Um, And so she's um, she's both sad and livid at the betrayal of Lucy, Adam's girlfriend.
1: Right. And so they they feel they must go to Lucy to to comfort them, handsome Gabe and uh, Miranda. Mm -hmm. But uh, but they can't right away. (laughs) They're going straight from the uh, uh, Wilma Wilson's B and B, her exceptional B
0: and B, yeah, just right. Unique straight to way. the guild, yes.
1: They have to go there.
0: So her her best friend, cat sitter, the woman making sassy Oedipus jokes during toast at their wedding is in the hospital. So quilt guild meeting, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and the the quilt guild is is incredible. They sort of walk in the door, and you think there might be this like pall over everything, like you know someone's been hurt, like. We uh we, we didn't solve anything and and we severely endangered our friends and other civilians. But we quickly sorted out our roles. The beautiful patches Harry and Sarah and Queenie had put together formed the bases for our pillows. Queenie and I stitched borders around them. Judy sewed the front to back to plain backs. Gabe flipped them from right side out and stuffed. Et cetera, etc etc. And it's like, say, did Adam kill himself? Is there any more concern about his supplier taking out other people? About like. Do we know which kid was buying the drugs that gave Diana a concussion? Like, eh, we're making hope and and believe pillows.
1: Is uh, the kid whose nose was shattered on the <laughs> uh, metal desktop? How's he doing? Yeah, is
0: he suing the school district as well? Because we already had that lawsuit from Max Ryan Jr. So we're you know we're in bad shape with our budget for the next
1: decade. Right. He has now has a metal plate in his skull. <laughs> we're going to be uh, paying for that for a long time. <laughs> but let's make pillows.
0: She says this sentence that says. Uh, we had made a good start at pushing back the dealers, but none of us doubted it would be an ongoing battle. Uh, you had a wedding and then went to the Poconos. Uh, that was your ongoing battle. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know, governors in 2020 being like, "All right, we've seen a a day tick down in the numbers. Let's uh, let's uh, you know the uh, cough on each other festival is back on again. Like every, <laughs> let's move on. Like we 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 made some moderate progress."
1: Right, uh, We get some good uh, name-dropping here, though. You know, my favorite thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, Barbara Huntley is mentioned. Oh, my that God. is that is Lucy's mother, who is not to be confused with Barbara Franklin, oh, my the God. wife of Zoe's thesis advisor. Holy crap. Just, I, I just want to clear that up for you. Wow. Her. And here's a challenge to you, not a sonic challenge. Uh, Lucy says, but don't worry, Miranda. I had William call Grace to come in and help him and Janie. Mm-hmm. Who is this?
0: Okay. I, I, I literally wrote down, um, pop quiz, how, how, how many of these characters
1: will you be able to name? And we, we covered... Grace has not been mentioned grace has, before. Grace has never been mentioned. It is the first mention of okay. Grace.
0: That is, I'm <laughs> glad we both wanted to confirm that and did. You do get something about them saying Grace before a meal, and that is the only other mention of the
1: word yes, Grace in
2: the book. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they're stunned by the announcement that Harriet and Sarah are going to visit her brother, Joshua. Their
0: jaws drop.
1: The surprise and concern Deep. on their faces. <laughs> These are women who are tasing drug dealers yeah. behind the Quickie Mart. I think they'll be fine going to visit their brother, Joshua, yeah. in Lance- Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's
0: outside of Philly. It's not even that far. Like, <laughs> no. uh, But yeah, they say that uh, no one could really remember the twins going anywhere. They were always here when we needed them, but recent events had indeed made us all realize the importance of family and the need to make the most of our time with them. Okay, yeah, you guys were just, you know, a husky voice going up to your room with a bottle of wine in the Poconos, but I guess, uh, I guess you know, that whole time you were really thinking about your family. <laughs> um, I, the, other, the other part about the, uh, the Quilters Guild meeting was uh, Brittany speaking up. She says, tell, yeah. tell Lucy to call me if she wants to talk. I'm home a lot of these days. Her face showed her disgust with being stuck at home. <laughs> so you think like, oh, is she basking in the you know the uh, joy of a new mother? No, she's just disgusted with this disgusting huge baby. That's <laughs> somehow it's already like walking around the house. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's growing at an unnatural rate. Um, and it says, I knew it wouldn't be long before she was rushing around, baby in tow literally being towed around by a tow truck it's like she's got a (laughs) she's got a rickshaw pulling it because a stroller collapsed the first time she put it in
1: uh she gets home and she now i know we know these people but i just find this funny she's she says she's unpacking her tote oh there we go so many thoughts were flying around my head while i was unpacking my tote thoughts of adam and lucy jenny johnny and penny i needed to call diane <laughs> <for it. laughs> just can't help herself with just throwing out the names yeah it just uh, loves
0: it yeah it's like the uh mambo number five or something <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um uh, but the only other thing that i had here was uh oh yeah it's about uh she was talking to lucy and uh he used her and her love to insinuate him into this community all the while knowing what he was doing i'm not blind i'm not buying the blackmail theory criminals are usually remorseful after they've been caught bastard he'd better stay away because if the police officers in cutler find him before the feds it won't be pretty wow big the, this the, the, just you know every citizen knows how dirty these cops are they're just going to yeah he had an accident you know we, his car caught on fire that's how he burnt to death in that shed or something like
1: <laughs> yeah you know that Jimmy's got a drop pistol you
0: know? <laughs> yes right <yeah. laughs> planting uh, planting you know nasty stuff on him you know that. The, how did his uh, how did his face get bruised before he he burnt to death this press conference is over <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah full confirmation that they are dirty as hell that's amazing uh, I have uh, two Sonic challenges for you oh boy uh, this is a It's Repeated beat here Where uh, Harry Almost trips them again oh. It's almost identical Damn to it the Harry previous one. Uh, But so Harry responds with Meow Reow W-R-E-O-W well, First you meow And then you reow
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay So He's just about Tripped them So maybe he's apologetic uh, Meow
2: Reow <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay <laughs> And then uh, they have this little uh, game that they do, uh, like, Have I Told You Lately That I Love You, or whatever. Oh, yep. Is that a r- oh, and th- Van Morrison reference? Yeah, that's Van Morrison. Okay. So, uh, I think we should make that our official couple song, What Do You Say? And here's the challenge for you. Then he sang it to me in a wonderful tenor voice I didn't know existed.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Um, Let me see what I can do. All
2: right. Have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you lately that I care?
0: Fill my heart with gladness. Take away my sadness. Ease my troubles. That's what you do. Husky.
1: That was four more verses. No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i don't know that's i don't know anymore
1: oh i just love the the thought of uh of him singing the entire song which it makes it pretty clear then he sang it to me <laughs> in a wonderful tenor voice. <laughs> they were talking about the official couple song yeah i mean so there's, there's some sort of registry you
0: go in to update this is it like your you know your facebook relationship status that's so the morning sun with all its glory. You, you can stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, it's like someone who like goes to sing the, the other verses of the Star-Spangled Banner. Come on, we just need this. We just need the chorus here.
1: <laughs> oh, so that's the end of that Let's, chapter. Uh... A beautiful end. Yeah, chapter thirty-one. Uh, this
0: goes back to believe it or not, some drug dealing is still going on in town, and uh, we see that Max Ryan Jr. has returned to the CD Bar. He's been tased. He's been to prison. He's eaten prison pizza. He's endured the uh, uh, Joey's wrecked can. He's wept with his father, and now he's back. He's back in it. He he he's in too deep. He can't quit.
1: I assume he got a call from the oil and lube place that said, "Look, buddy, <laughs> you, yeah. you've tested us for the last time. You're fired." Yeah,
0: we're calling your parole officer. Like you know, employment was a condition of your parole. So like, enjoy yeah. prison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but the uh the bartender greeted him like he was a minor celebrity hey you're the guy they picked up with martin right max shrugged they had nothing to hold me on the man laughed <laughs> good for you um so yeah he's just back and they they all know that he's a criminal and uh they're just going about their day they're not uh there's no suspicion whatsoever
1: jimmy was right yeah yeah
0: but we, we get a we got a, a stunning moment um just uh it's he 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 gives a a hot chick in the bar his his fake name yes and the, the fake name he has chosen to go with <laughs> Reese Hershey <laughs> <laughs> which is a you know. A, 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 I, I, I wrote down probably a dozen exclamation marks in the book. L- later, when he, he introduces himself to the to the big bad, the guy says, "That's the fakest name I've ever heard." But for a while, I, I thought they were going to try to pass that off as if there was um, an actual alias, and I w- I was very impressed. I was very amused. Um, I think one of the cops on the Shield, uh, as a uh, as an alias when he was going undercover, used the name Cletus Van Dam, <laughs> and this is a, they've managed to top that somehow.
1: This seems like a, uh, a character that uh, Michael from The Office would put in one of his movies, you know, <laughs> yes. Threat Level Midnight. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: Reese Hershey <laughs> would be a detective or something. Uh,
0: so that was, I mean, you know, I, I tip my hat at that moment. It was wonderful. And the, uh, he gets introduced to Baldy, who's, uh, you know, a middle bad, I guess. He agrees to buy $10,000 worth of drugs from him, plus a $1,000 finder's fee. He calls Jimmy to get the money. Um, and so this sets up like the big final sting, I guess, by, by, uh, um, putting a, uh, tracker on the, on the, on the big drug dealer's SUV.
1: Yeah. I, I don't understand what happens with the white styrofoam cooler. Help me out there. (laughs)
0: Um, is
1: that, he pulls, he gives them candy hearts.
0: Yes. That's the drugs. That's how he's dosed with ecstasy. Probably.
1: He handed it to max really right after Valentine's day. Perfect, right? He laughed loudly. Think of it as holiday clearance. I only have extra because I lost my kitty clown. <laughs> that was a uh, peculiar choice as well that I noted. I, Guy's gone missing and he better hope I'm I, I not the one to find him.
0: Yeah, I think that's, yeah, exactly. So there's a misspelling. There's a weird drug dealer slang that no drug dealer's ever used. Um, but that's talking about uh, Adam McCutcheon.
1: Okay, he, I don't know he's if the clown, kitty clown.
0: He's the kitty clown. I mean, I guess he's a kitty because he's. I mean, I don't know how young he is, but he's maybe dealing to the kitties. He has red hair, so like that Ronald McDonald kind of uh, look. Oh, it's not elaborated okay. on, but that's a uh, when you're a when you're a woman of a certain age writing books about drug dealers. I think you're just probably going to uh, use that iced tea uh, uh, type of slang for for drug stuff. <sighs> <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> that was uh, baffling. I guess the the typo and the kitty clown threw me off. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't get it. <laughs> it's like the uh, we we just finished doing the movie Plankton. Oh God! Uh, and, which is a weird dubbed Italian movie. But there's a they're on a yacht and there's a clock on the wall that is like a fish with one eye with that's like a sexy clock or something. Yes, and it talks a, to them. Yeah. And it says, hey, I can give good time or something. <laughs> and then the woman goes, what is that? And the other woman says, cutie time. <laughs> and there's no explanation. So yes, that's what cutie clown.
0: Uh, cutie time and kitty clown are uh, the new additions <laughs> yeah. to the Rainbow bright universe or something.
1: Right. Never explained anyway. so kitty clown and this is
0: during that exchange when he's calling him kitty clown he smiles slightly and that's when max could tell that the mustache on his face was fake (laughs) so everyone is just wearing fake mustaches everyone can tell that they're fake they're using wildly fake names um and they're uh it's a a shock when they end up getting busted at the end of this uh we get this amazing reveal um speaking of like cutie pie and cutie time and kitty clown uh it just sort of jumps ahead in time and it says baldy whose real name was Kevin (laughs) Hoister was the first domino to fall. It's amazing. (laughs) They can't resist giving everyone a full name and weird, uh, you know, backstory, even when they are a a character we just met, who's about to be arrested.
1: And they just do it at the most inopportune time. There was no reason for it, obviously. No,
0: I mean, Baldy was mentioned once on a phone call or an aside about a phone call or something. Right. It was like, and then Baldy would be there. Like we didn't even see him until right now.
1: Right uh the uh the true demon of this book, the interstate shows up here, yep the dew drop was one of three local hotel three local hotels
0: yeah, has gotta go Town of three thousand
1: but listen, it was one of the three local hotels with quick interstate <laughs> access that were under surveillance. <laughs> <laughs> look the others.
0: when it's parents weekend and they come to the town to the college they just want to be able to like in and out they don't want to like be navigating local roads that might be under uh, construction uh closed for a parade or something like they just want in and out on that interstate
1: yeah it's like you know taking the, the road trips you you look for the gas station that's you know yeah. i'm gonna get in and out of sure. there. i'm not gonna pull off to the left and go half a mile right. for this gas station so yeah
0: uh, but yeah, so they, they, they evidently, Jimmy has sort of like taken the uh, police department's myriad failings to heart and has actually worked out some surveillance. Um, no no word on whether it's in a hallway uh, at a desk with a convenient window or not, whether they put up signs that say you're being watched. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but Smith, uh, who's the stockbroker, comes to town, and uh, he's staying at the dew drop, I believe. So he's under surveillance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then we get the moment that we had in another fan fiction where... Uh, Baldy uh, takes off, high-speed chase. He pulls onto an off-ramp, but then a, uh, one of Jimmy's men pulls out to block it. Another guy pulls up behind him, and he, uh, he says the boss would never let him see a courtroom, and he couldn't do prison. He wasn't made for it. He closed his eyes and allowed himself one moment to envision that beach on Antigua that it seemed so close. First mention of that. Then he reached under the seat, pulled out the gun, and put it to the side of his head, and then bang. Um, what does it mean that he... The boss would never let it, that, they, that that's implied in other times in the book is that um, either drug dealers are all are just going to let people I guess wipe them out before they testify against them.
1: Yeah, the boss is just going to murder yeah, him. Yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah. because, especially if he goes to Cutler's notoriously uh, uh, lax uh, holding cell.
1: Yeah, for sure. But
0: he couldn't do prison. This guy's a professional drug dealer. He has two like you know uh, drug dealer hot women on either arm. He's you know wearing fake mustaches. He's um, You know, d- making uh, five-figure drug dealers. Like, you'd think he'd just be like, have steeled himself a bit more for this possibility.
1: Yeah. And I, what I wondered immediately was uh, his clients. Uh, who's going to take his accounts? <laughs> right. Isn't he a, like investment banker, right? Yeah. Um. Well, is that Smith or the ball? Oh, Smith is the guy here?
0: Yeah. yeah. I think Smith yeah.
1: is the uh, Wall Street Move yeah it's a shanker, very good question
0: right? like uh some you know uh some ipos were about to happen the next week and now they're gonna have to like reschedule those to q3 because of this guy who was managing them he's now shot himself on a cutler off ramp
1: <laughs> those have got to be some good phone calls <laughs> <laughs> hey i know we were going to take you public uh we've got a little wrinkle um you remember smith yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah good great yeah, guy great he was managing guy. the
0: account well, really well yeah he put us in touch with yeah. uh sundar from google we we worked some stuff out
1: you remember, clean-shaven fella had oh, no yeah. facial hair whatsoever. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, occasionally well, a little
0: like stickum on his on his upper lip, which I always thought was odd, but like the work overshadowed any sort of um, sure. quirks well, like that.
1: Well, he had a little issue with the, cause he had a weekend job, which is not unusual, uh, you know, until you huh. build up your. Oh, like volunteering? Goal.
0: Maybe. Oh, oh.
1: Well, no, it was. Um, it was. It was peddling Valentine's shaped uh, drugs pills to uh teenagers in a town called cutler which is just off the interstate oh, oh and, okay i, uh, I was i
0: had a lot of questions until you said it was just off the interstate that right i mean now i sort of you know makes sense but um how is this going to affect our uh our our, our massive merger with uh with well uh, with he's Comcast, no longer
1: hey? he's no longer with the company he's no longer with anything because he uh he was staying at the Dewdrop, which is right off the interstate in. Uh, I, I, you
0: act like I haven't driven past the Dewdrop and thought it seemed sure. like a nice place I, on the way to the Poconos. Okay. I mean, I'm more of a B and B kind of guy. Um, I've got in a, a standing order with Wilma, but the Dewdrop looks like a nice
1: spot. Uh, anyway, we've got the facts and figures coming for you. Um, I'm going to send you. In fact, I'm going to send it right now. I've got it in my. Uh, box here and so you'll get that soon anyway he shot himself in the head uh after when a cop car stopped him so uh we, we got a new guy on it and uh i think uh, you're gonna be very happy uh, I don't, there's no reason to postpone the date or anything uh, i think
0: we're. i'm looking up this new guy on on linkedin it does appear that he is he's wearing a a, a giant false mustache S- Damn Sam it. Elliott. it's, it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it must must have caused some 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 major you know probably tanked uh tanked the stock market for an hour or two <laughs> sure man it all comes back to cutler
1: <laughs> that's right uh so uh a little wrap up here as uh, max ryan jr goes again before judge McAllister. you remember of course
0: yeah judge do McAllister. i do i was <laughs> i don't remember
1: uh but we get the you know the the stern uh judge McAllister speech you know mm-hmm. You've done good work here, young man. You know, you screwed around a lot, but uh, you finally got your crap together. Good for you. And I don't want to see you in my courtroom again. Bang, bang.
0: Uh, I actually didn't screw around. I was falsely accused of two terrible crimes that (laughs) tarnished my family's reputation. But yeah, she also says, uh, says this detail. You've done well. You've performed a special service to this community. Details of which need not be read into the public record. Because it was massively illegal and dangerous, unethical. It would, you know, to, be, to reiterate, would ruin our community. Um, but then uh, she looks up and his whole family is there. Like his his brothers are there. Like his little brothers, his mom is weeping. And uh, the judge smiles and thinks it was going to be a good day. And I just imagine the bailiff being like, uh, up next, the uh, drunk driver that hit a school bus and killed five kids. She's like, well, that good day did not last very long. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And in the meantime, uh, the uh, uh, sort of undercover internal affairs guys are like nodding to each other and towards Jimmy and going like, we got to, we got to rein this guy in, man. <laughs> <Right. We're>, uh... <laughs> yeah. If he, if he ever talks, it'll bring us all down. Yeah.
2: Well.
0: Uh, so that's that. Final chapter. Yeah. It's, uh, we, we, we are at the library, you know, this sort of, I guess, probably the hub of these books. Um, not the quilting room as you might think but um she Miranda's at the library sort of reminiscing on everything when she's her face falls cuz she sees police chief Jimmy um uh
1: coming to uh, to talk to Lucy. Mm-hmm. And she goes straight off the deep end. And yeah, she's this is a a lot of passion here. <laughs> this is the first time we she was enraged I think. Yes.
0: <laughs> she pokes him in the chest with her finger. And says, hasn't this young woman been through enough? Can you please give her a slight break? Do you have to harass her at work? And uh, his face turns pink and she says, this is police harassment. I mean it. I'm calling Gabe right now. I practically screamed at him. Not sure what Gabe is going to do as a retired FBI officer, but people are way too comfortable pushing around the chief of police in this town.
1: I mean, is Gabe going to? somehow get in touch with a four-star general or t-
0: yeah I, I don't know yeah, i mean that guy you know he's he's stand up i don't think he'd tolerate this uh, police harassment
1: um, uh but, but you, we, no, she know he's there go ahead
0: yeah he's he she hadn't noticed that he's uh as she's you know jabbing him in the chest like a uh, baseball manager to an umpire he's uh turning his hat in his hands and staring at the floor like he's a uh, you know community theater actor who's got that bit of stage business
1: right And, uh, yes, he is there to ask out Lucy. Yeah. So that's supposed to wrap that up. But uh, meanwhile, like, Adam's out there. Who knows how many fake mustaches that guy's put on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is he one of those guys whose facial hair, like, doesn't match his his hair? So he has to, like, think about how that would work.
1: Is he plans to, like, work his way back and, like, you know— kidnap lucy or you know what i mean yeah he, we, he's it's a loose cannon out
0: there. yeah he's sort of yeah the uh the russian in the pine barrens on the sopranos he's just uh he's a, a looming presence for the rest of the series huh well maybe that's the next book i don't know yeah well i mean i if we talk to this guy jeffrey who's read them all he might be able to fill us in
1: uh but the book ends with uh <laughs> i thought this was a a bit childish uh she agrees to go out with him and uh and then she bounced up and down, taking me with her. <laughs> so they're jumping up and down over the fact that Jimmy, the dirty cop, yeah. has agreed to go on a date to eat uh, barbecue in January with right. February. I guess yeah, so. yeah,
0: it's moved, we have moved on. Yeah, she says, I figured it was safe enough to go out with the chief of police, right? That's the end of the book. It's like, well, I guess it's safe as long as you don't end up in the holding cell or anything. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they're 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 bouncing around like they're uh, on the playground playing ring around the rosie or something
1: and we had no physical description of jimmy or his age or anything so i was a little puzzled i mean lucy's like, like 24 or something right
0: yeah and so yeah you mean how old what is how does jimmy match
1: up there yeah, like what I, I mean, I guess he could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, the, he could be the, 50 or something.
0: Yeah, but, but if the other chief died unexpectedly, he might have been, you know, called up from the ranks before he naturally would have been ready. So, um, I don't know.
1: I was just picturing Jimmy as a little more, you know, he's running this enormous illegal operation under the table, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
1: I, I pictured him as a little more seasoned, a little more gray at the right. temples. Kind yeah, maybe of thing. He came but, in from uh, the big
0: city to, to, to manage this thing. Uh, well, that was your question. My other questions were how was diane how's the concussion um how was jenny <laughs> how was the girl who passed out and uh you know couldn't make it to sunday dinner um how many other kids died because there was you know a three per week uh od rate and uh you know that uh it was probably another week between uh you know the wedding and coming back from the poconos so uh
1: yeah and i i mean that vacuum of the uh drug dealer shooting himself in the head that's you know that's a vacuum that's going to get filled right mm-hmm. the posters aren't going to stop another one from coming i don't think
0: <laughs> ah, i mean you know I, I i think that we've just uh that's why they make new books in the series um that's right follow-up questions
1: um now in my book because i just have the uh the e-book mm-hmm. uh i get the the picture of the authors yeah of two of two of them though yeah but there's three, right? Who wrote them? Well,
0: this was, is this was something we looked up on the website. The, uh, the third one, I think she's sort of given a credit as being with them because she passed away. And that was sort of like a, uh, she, you know, she's with us in spirit type of thing.
1: Oh, uh, really? I did not know. I that.
0: think she, yeah. It, it was mentioned maybe on their website or, or maybe on their Amazon author page. So, yeah. Um, rest in peace, Beth Devlin-Kuhn. Uh, the, one qu- the question I had about their bio was um, Mary, Mary Devlin-Lynch lives in the Bronx. She's a notorious multitasker combining quilting and writing with reading two or three books all at the same time. She also runs her husband's business. <laughs> um
1: what? How is it in any sense her husband's business? <laughs> That's a very good question.
0: Yeah, it's like the uh, the ship of Theseus. Once she is, she is taking over running it, does it does it yeah. m- m- remain his business? Yes.
1: Yeah. Um but uh, if you had to guess what uh TV shows Debbie likes. Uh, would you would have guessed? Uh, yes, uh, two of them, yep. two of three. You would have guessed.
0: She likes Bones. Yes. Um, and
1: Castle would have been the other one that I would have said. Of course, she likes. <laughs> and, and then NCIS. So yeah,
0: the big the CBS procedurals.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: Well, I mean, you you could probably see some of that uh, in here. They, I bet I bet some of those have the uh, the face slammed down onto the desk with a sickening crunch type of thing. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, so I didn't know. Then I I get a, a catalog of their other books. Uh, yeah, they've got other series, right? The Witherspoon Adventures, <laughs> romance and paranormal healing. <laughs> what and the co- the cover of which looks like sort of the uh, just a frame stop of a Mark Gormley. Uh, oh wow, a video kind of. There's like clouds or something and a guitar and.
0: What, wait, so. what are, which are, what are these called? The Witherspoon witherspoon oh,
1: adventures i don't have that one uh each each novel is based on one of three cousins who has inherited the power to heal or ease the pain of another wow all right uh oh, all right so that's the witherspoon adventures then uh oh and then another one in their burnt roses before ever after
0: i've got some other relative ones, yeah.
1: unknown oh the meredith abbott adventures you have that one no Man. Uh, lying, lying for a Living, <laughs> Meredith at Abbott's Adventures in Hollywood Dying for a Headline, Mary Abbott's Adventures in England Oh wow, she gets around And then we have Caden and Cat Adventures
0: Yes, I do see those The Right okay. Move, W-R-I-G-H-T The Right One and The Right Woman
1: Yes, okay um,
0: I also have Sierra Parker Museum Curator <laughs> oh my God. A Night in Cairo, <laughs> K-N-I-G-H-T uh, Skylar Kincaid, editor. That's... Uh,
1: I have that. Do you have uh, Hollywood Designer Adventure? Yes. Sophie so- by Design. Sophie by Design. Yes. Um, yeah. Sierra Parker, museum curator.
0: Oh, yeah, that was the Night in Cairo.
1: Oh, Night in Cairo. Uh, Got it. Okay. Damn. And then we and then we get to the Miranda Hathaways.
0: They're all... Uh, I mean, so I don't know. So a lot of them say contemporary romance. So I don't know if those are cozy mysteries. So those might be... Uh, oh. Maybe that's where they really let their uh, freak flag fly in the bedroom.
1: Miranda Hathaway is cozy romance slash mystery. Okay,
0: so I mean, you know, I guess that's why we had so much wedding talk. That makes sense in the uh, uh, l- looking at it from that from that perspective. But it's also a quilting based. Um, that's a, that's a key part of the genre.
1: Yeah. Uh, the titles, by the way, do you have all the titles of the quilting series?
0: Uh, yes.
1: The Quilt Ripper, the <laughs> Missing Quilter, the Quilt Show Caper, the Quilter's Secret. A Quilt to Die For, Yeah. The Quilter's Christmas Surprises.
0: That's where they find the baby. The cat finds the baby.
1: Yeah. And uh, is this the last in the series?
0: No, I believe there's one more after this. There's a Quilter's egg, No word on whether they're continuing it. I mean, this seems to be their, you know, bread and butter. This seems to be their flagship, so.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, summing up. Yeah.
0: I mean summing up it was a uh, delightful romp it was a unlike anything we've ever read well I mean it's sort of like some of the other Dwight David Thrash and uh uh moon people type of books we've read but um you know it's its own thing they uh just yeah, outsider art as they call it it's something that the the big publishing system would have never let happen and uh, we are we would have been worse for it
1: uh yeah no I I obviously I enjoyed it quite a bit uh a lot more laugh out loud moments mm-hmm than uh, previous books i think yep (laughs) Uh, really really enjoyed (laughs) keeping track of the characters uh and yeah and none of the uh
0: none of the frustration of the uh you know dwight david thrash book where it was just like okay like i mean this is funny but like the the joke got old you know fairly recently but it did have it was like that if you just weren't copying and pasting everything just based on the describing the relationships and the, the sort of simplistic view of uh of of how people interact with each other and how these things work.
1: Yeah. Dwight David thrash was as if, uh, it would be like if someone did a podcast and then did these kind of long sketches that, Tested the audience's patience by uh, you know, <laughs> naming all the characters in the book and, and then doing a silent dinner, you know, that kind you know, of that thing. That would
0: be terrible. No one would ever support their Patreon at patreon.com no, slash 372pages.
1: No. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh,
0: but yeah, I think I'd, pu- I'd definitely put it above Dwight David Thrash. It's in that tier. I think I'd put it, um, I mean, uh, above moon people, it's a hard call for me. Um, I, I think it just, yeah, it, I think it had more laugh out loud moments.
1: Yeah, I put it right in with uh with Tice and Moon people. I put it above Dwight David Thrash. Yeah. Well so yeah, pretty much in the same spot.
0: Nice. Well, I mean maybe we can uh maybe we can return to the to, to cozy's before. I'm sure that people have you know dipped their toes in as well, so maybe there's some recommendations or maybe our algorithm would just point us in the direction of uh, something else. But yeah, I think we do have something ready to go for next time. So stick with us and of course, Patreon people are the first to learn about that. So you'll want to probably stick around
1: the Patreon, and uh, just keep an eye out for Adam McCutcheon. He's out there somewhere,
0: <laughs> yeah, lurking. I mean, the shock of red hair of a if you hire a kitty clown for your uh, for your birthday party, that might be a, a dead giveaway.
1: Uh, if we have any furniture store owners out there, just, you know, be very careful of uh, whom you hire yeah, for your, what I'm going to say.
0: Your management trainee program, you might want to just uh, that could be a honeypot to try to like lure him, lure him towards your
1: your establishment. Watch out for fake mustaches. No, it was fun. Uh, Are we going to do any uh, mail? Yeah, let's do some
0: dumb sentences, and then we can read an email or two. A sentence begins with a capital letter. A capital letter is a letter that's big. A capital letter is not a small letter. A capital
2: letter is big, big, big. A sentence ends with a period.
1: The dumb sentences
0: of the week. Just people, as said before, not necessarily dumb, more sort of charming, simplistic, childish. Um, Here we go. This one is from Ben. This is regarding uh, their honeymoon. It's not Paris, but for staying local, the Poconos are only a few hours from home. And then (laughs) Ben has analyzed the sentence. The first half of the sentence implies the second half will offer a rebuttal to the Poconos quality, but it's just a restatement that it's a local gateway. Why not say it's not Paris, but for staying local, the Poconos are just as romantic. (laughs) Uh, Augusta submitted, our grilled chicken salads arrived and we chowed down for a moment. Then she went back to her notebook. And they said, chowing down doesn't seem like an action that can be accomplished in a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think of salad as a food to be chowed. Save the chowing for pork and sauerkraut or barbecue even in January. (laughs) Um, uh, This is from uh, uh, Donald. He said, Gabe snapped pictures as quietly as he could with the window rolled down. And he said, unless Gabe is operating an old film camera with manual film advance, there's really no way to affect the amount of sound you make taking pictures. (laughs) <laughs> um this one is uh from mark making use of the tracker on his vehicle jimmy and his deputies waited until he made another buy and then picked him up along with his driver and you just said to the quilters didn't do anything and then it all happened off screen when it happened <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh jay submitted we all stopped chewing and sipping um he just said it's an alien way to express surprise uh this one is from uh three people gina and laurel and daniel it was almost in unison with everyone saying it at the same time so was it was it was it almost in unison or did everyone say it at the same time i that was what i i overlooked when i read it and i was like that's perfect (laughs) yeah um let's see we have uh tom h i think this is from the vows you never pushed and yet you wouldn't let me push you away mm. for the people who did a bunch of pushing back in the book. I, uh, I mean, it seems like a, <laughs> a little clever or maybe unintentional. Um, we have, uh, well, okay. This, this is a paragraph. I'm going to allow it just because they did some, some good uh, analysis from Jennifer. She says, it's a, it uses every tense possible. The entire quilt grilled was ordered to stand down and let the police take it from here. So there's two in one sentence Jimmy felt the word was out that Cutler is not a safe place for the dealers anymore. We will continue to monitor the high school and give talks against drug use. The fact is the town remains on alert and we keep our eyes open for any signs of drug dealers. So she got three different tenses, uh, two use of past, uh, two use of present, one use of future. (laughs) Stunning. It is. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Janelle submitted, such are our thoughts on Valentine's Day. And uh, Justin submitted, she loves to make her react, which she always does. That was, I think, Diane. Diane needling the uh, the, the waitress. Sylvia? Yes. He says, this sentence was carefully crafted to be as imprecise and vague as possible. I have a couple that didn't get used. Do you have any sentences that were not burned?
1: I have one. Okay. This is Diane in the school. Okay. the The closer she got, the more she realized it was the voices of a man and a boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, some nice uh, point of view grammar uh, mismatch. Yeah,
1: yeah. That uh, that sentence takes a turn.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess so. I guess man and boy is like they're Those two guys are probably like. You know, you had the teacher in high school that was like just a few years older than you because they were just out of college or something. That's closer to what it is there. And a high schooler, boy, all right, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I have two that didn't get used. One, I choked slightly. (laughs) That's during something of their dinner at Sylvia's. Um, Oh, sure. And then uh, two, uh, oh, uh, this is during their, uh, their, um, I have three, I guess. This is during their um, uh, B&B dinner. She said... Those desserts look homemade, so there's definitely going to be dessert. <laughs> uh, again, just sort of takes a weird turn halfway through. Um, look at these desserts, and that convinces him that there's going to be dessert. And then uh, this was towards the very end when uh, he realizes that Jimmy asked out Lucy, Wow, I was, in one of the words I like to use now and then, gobsmacked. <laughs> Wow!
2: <laughs>
0: so that's sort of filling in the. Uh, as you know, I'm not a hand of high heels, but it was just uh, using a word and saying I like to use this word now and then. Well, assume you, yes. used, you like to use a lot of the words that you've used in this book so far.
1: <laughs> uh, going back to your, I think choking slightly. I, I passed slightly, it. O- yeah. yeah, I passed it over. Uh, but I think she spits champagne or something during Queenie's toast.
0: When when, when, she-
1: when Diane gives her, says her. At least it was an Oedipus joke, maybe. I think so. Yeah, there's uh, anyway, she's there's a lot of food oh, yeah. issues with. She her. snorted
0: her champagne.
1: <laughs> she snorted it. Yeah, okay. Uh She's snorting, she's chowing down, she's having silent meals. Yeah, she's eating barbecue at the wrong time. It's a mess. It's a mess.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, I mean we, we I think After Digital Fortress our our most food weird food heavy book, you know, that was a guy drinking olive oil and uh oh, eating, right. you know, tofu straight out of the fridge, but like this is uh Um, this was this had a lot this was just uh uh, you know feasts happening everywhere weird uh justifications for food um silent dinners like it had it all
1: what was his affectation of he he played uh was it handball or racquetball and he uh the the guy in digital fortress squash yep squash yes squash and he uh He just easily kicked everyone's ass or something. Yep,
0: effortlessly. And then he would rinse his head in the water fountain and drink like an entire gallon of orange juice. Okay. (laughs) How strange. Quirky, yeah. I mean, combine that with this, just referring to this guy who you've never met and saying he did that and never mentioning him again would be like prime quilters pushback stuff.
1: Oh, if only. The crossover.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's do uh, a couple of emails and call it a day.
1: We ain't going to the party. We ain't going to the game.
0: We ain't going to the deck.
2: Huh? Ain't going to cruise out, man. We're mail. We're mail. All
0: right. Just going to do a few of these because we are, of course, just entering the long, long uh, runtime here. Here's an update from Lucas. Time to compile real or fanfic stats again. Math wasn't that hard this time. Mike got 7 of 10% I mean 70% correct. Uh, same score he got for Moon People. Short books tend to lend themselves to very high or very low scores. Mike's score increased his average from 57.58% to an even 58%. Yes. Yeah. He says there's not much time it's not to say about the small amount of data, so I took the time to make a bar graph of Mike's score for every book, and I will post that on our uh, various <laughs> social channels so you can see sort of like where things uh, stacked up uh, in, between, uh, in between each book.
1: I love it. Oh, yeah, thank I love you, Lucas. it Thanks for that work, yeah. <laughs>
0: this one is from Donald. He said, small, close-knit communities like to do things together. Cutler goes one step further and does things in unison. This book contains 57 instances of the word everyone, which seemed like a lot for the book of this length. Yeah, that's that's more than one every third page. And he said, here's a sampling. We all laughed. All eyes turned to Dom. They all chuckled. Everyone turned immediately to look. We all shrugged and nodded. What? It was almost in unison with everyone saying it at the same time. We all nodded as we stood up. Everyone was buzzing. We all cheered. Everyone raised their glasses. We all sat still in silence. We all turned our attention to Harriet and Sarah. Everyone stared at Joey, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. That's half of them. I will not read them all.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Didn't uh, that was the, a feature, a strong feature of moon people as well. All right? simultaneously, all saying uh,
0: specific, intricate sentences all at the same time.
1: Yeah. His whole classroom saying things. What is yeah. it
0: about that? I don't know.
1: <laughs> What does that add to anything? I don't, I
0: don't know. <laughs> um I guess it's just, you know, you can picture sort of a movie where people sort of murmur or something and that's the uh right. That's what the yep. deal is. Um, yeah, this one is from Christopher, you might uh, know this. I don't understand. It just occurred to me while listening to the latest episode and hearing you and Mike talk about vigilante quilters that the author of this cozy mystery have stolen the plot from the MST and Rift Tracks classic movie Angel's Revenge. Any thoughts? Mm. Any thoughts?
1: Oh, that's been it's been a while. <laughs> yes.
0: If you hadn't thought about that before, I certainly had it. Now imagine the quilters in this story all dressed like goofy '70s disco vigilantes, and it will change forever how you view this book.
1: Oh boy, Sylvia and uh, no, not Sylvia, uh, Harriet, uh, yeah, and Sarah wearing and Sarah go-go boots,
0: yeah. and we'll mm-hmm. have to look into that because that, those words do not make any sense to me. Um, I don't remember even. I don't. Maybe Bridget and Mary Joe did that one. Um, here we have a book, uh, an email. This is, uh, this is not from a listener. Uh, however, uh, what? A not, not a listener emailing? Listen, it will, it will become very clear. This is okay. from, uh, hello, Connor and Michael. I wanted to make sure these two forthcoming titles from Huffton Michelin were on your radar for coverage this summer. Carrie Vaughn, author of the New York Times bestselling Kitty Norville urban fantasy series, reemerges with an action-packed novel for fans of Ready Player One. Questland narrates the narr- adventures of literature professor Dr. Addie Cox, who expects an usual, unusual job from Harris Lang, a famously eccentric billionaire tech genius. So, this is an uh, unsolicited email. Uh, we get these occasionally. We're like, hey, I wrote this book. Uh, I'd be happy to come on and discuss it. And I usually just reply, we review terrible books. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just indicates the, the most basic lack of research, um, humiliating, frankly. Um, so she thought that we would want to uh, be interested in a book that would be uh, for uh, fans of Ready Player One. Um, I can't imagine anything that I would have less of an interest in.
1: And this was from Houghton Mifflin?
0: Uh, yeah, did I Yeah, I have no idea how to say that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a real big publisher. That's, uh, I mean, and the Kitty Norville best-selling urban fantasy series.
1: Um, which, Kitty Norville. I bet uh, you hear that and you go, man, I should have snapped that name. <laughs> right,
0: yep. That's a... Uh, that's a cozy mystery detective right away, but uh, you'll have to, have to pick another uh, kitty something else.
1: Uh, I grew up in the hometown of Houghton Mifflin Company, by the way. <laughs> wow. Bata- Batavia, Illinois. Wow. All right. It pr- was a prominent business. It's no longer headquartered. Though, yeah, I have to but, imagine. Uh, they... that, was, that was always a point. We used to tour it every- uh, Field trip? Every, every field trip. Nice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's all come full circle now. I'm sure we could uh, probably get free copies of that book if we wanted. I do not want them. No, uh, And let's just close this out This is from Jeffrey Jeffrey is the guy who's been reading all the books um, He thought this would be real or fanfic worthy But I just think uh, here This is a good excerpt from the Missing Quilter book 2 To sort of just give you a taste of, of Maybe like what, uh, what we've been missing in this series He said this is, So this is all just written um, as, as written in the books When Harriet had gleefully confided at dinner last night That she'd been practicing with her taser Sarah clearly disapproved That's what I thought and poor Mrs. Landon took mittens to the vet to see why he keeps falling over. Harriet frowned. I used the lowest voltage so it wouldn't hurt him and would wear off quickly. It was awful, I know, but we couldn't help but laugh. Gabe suggested she give the taser a rest for a while, while we all pictured everyone from the mailman to some unsuspecting census taker being zapped. They sowed the seeds in book two. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. It's a long con. Yeah, that is a a trait that is built into the character. She (laughs) loves tasing people.
0: (laughs) And was practicing on her cat, it sounds like. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's an intricate quilting verse here. You've got uh, just these uh, long-term character traits, and I guess she had an itchy trigger finger and finally got to use it on an unsuspecting, innocent person.
1: Well, if there's any update on uh, why Miranda hates high heels, please uh, also pass that on. Yeah,
0: we'll, uh, we'll 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 try to make that happen To uh, to speak with him and see how it goes. But um right. I think until uh until the next book, which uh we will uh, you know, be be revealing somewhat, you know, in the in the future to Patreon, of course, first.
1: Yes. Uh Patreon uh, 372 pages. Sign yourself up Do it.
0: make it happen. But uh, yeah, thanks to everyone who supports it. Thanks to everyone who read along. Thanks to everyone who emailed in. This one was a lot of fun.